Hey there, Digital Intercourse fans. This is Producer Devo, and we have a great episode for you this week. But before we get to that episode, I have a few th- announcements we got to make up top. If you are of the liberal inclination and you like to laugh, well, we've got a show for you October 11th at the Looney Bin here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. 918 Comedy presents Laugh Liberally, uh, featuring Barry Friedman of Public Radio Tulsa. Uh, you can check them out. The tickets are $20 in advance, $30 at the door. Uh, check out the Looney Bin Tulsa website to find information on that. If you want some socially distanced outdoor comedy on October 24th, we have a live show at 473 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's at 7.30 p.m. And friend of Digital Intercourse, Landry Miller, will be headlining that show here in the fine city of Tulsa. And guys, we would love to hear from you on our social media accounts. Please follow Digital Intercourse on Facebook. Follow Soundstooth on Facebook. Let us know what kind of content you like, and we would love to hear from our fans. All right, guys. Well, that's enough for me this week. It's time to get to Digital Intercourse with this amazing episode about Pony Play. Digital Intercourse. Shit, this is like a magic goddamn <laughs> wizard pill. Yeah. That's my pappy clap. Come on. We're going to use a condom. Yeah. Digital intercourse. A nun comes in and slaps the shit out of you. Yeah. I had far less penis than I had when I went in. <laughs> Digital intercourse. Does she show a titty afterwards? Come on. Pop all chlamydia sitting on the rocking chair. <laughs> Digital intercourse. The world is an ending. And women have vaginas. <laughs> but it was the day that I learned girls don't pee out of their butt. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Digital Intercourse, the shame-busting podcast from the buckle of the Bible belt. My name is Tom King, and I am joined here today without a co-host, because fuck people's vanilla jobs. Sometimes they get in the way of all the good goddamn Boo, fun. Ooh, vanilla. Truth? Yeah. Uh, but the people we have here today, I assume have vanilla jobs. I know shit about their <laughs> vanilla lies, because these people are not vanilla. We have Eve and Rain. Yay, thank you. How Woo. are you guys? Oh man, quarantine's been interesting. Yeah, it has. Um, there was uh, I have different phases now. I'm in my creative phase because I'm I'm planning for a small Halloween party. Ooh. Our house uh, kind of comfor- comfortably holds about eighty people, so figure I'd cut that in half and then maybe only forty. But it's really yeah. hard to narrow down my forty close people yeah. I want to party with. <laughs> you run in a lot of circles, so, you so got, yeah. yeah. It's about making the vibe, man. Yep. So, you know, you know. I do know. Uh, yeah, we're looking to have a, a little Halloween party, too. Our house isn't quite for, for 40 people, but we'll, we'll get a few people well, in. Well, I mean, you we'll only need some. enough gonna... for what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're going to have a bowl of candy and a bowl of condoms. Come and do what you want. <laughs> so that sounds like fun. Uh, it is a lot of fun. And I, I just want to smarten our listeners up here uh when you hear rain talk if it sounds slightly muffled he's wearing a puppy mask yeah it could be the puppy <laughs> is it, mask is that a covid safe puppy mask or uh probably not <laughs> it does keep people six feet away though <laughs> for the most part some people some yeah. people other ones that attracts like a moth it's all like oh my god <laughs> so let's get into the good stuff here where are you from where'd you go to church 
Well, I'm originally from all over the place in the ghettos of Dallas. Um, and then I moved here when I was 15. I was raised like super Christian, Southern Baptist kind of situation. What about you, Rain? Uh, I was uh, born here in Oklahoma, raised in a small town, also Southern Baptist. Yeah, uh, we probably not quite as southern as her Southern Baptist, but yeah. not far off. Because it was in Texas. But um, boom. Well, then I'm I was exposed to like snake, you know, tongues and all Ooh, that kind of crazy mm-hmm. shit that scares you. The as snake a child. handling church. Yeah. Did you handle a snake? No, I was. I've seen terrified. you handle a snake, but not not, not that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, I did kind of speak in tongues once, just kind of like, basically, just kind of like let the spirit take over and babble a bunch of shit and yeah it was kind of freaky as a kid (laughs) yeah now when you spoke in tongues did someone else in the church like translate what you said no um thank god (laughs) 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 or the universe or whatever is out there you know watching us and commenting on such things um no we kind of had this weird thing with church where it was like uh, it would just go on and on and on until everybody came up and confessed something and see, you can confess in tongues, or you can f- confess in, like, you know, just normal speak. So if you confessed in tongues, at least not everybody in the congregation <laughs> knew what you had been doing. Unless they can speak that particularly. Right. <laughs> I truly believe it's probably individual kind of mm-hmm. your yeah. you and your creator or universe, energy, whatever it is, kind of speak. But Yeah. the I've only been, see, I was raised free will Baptist. And I always so liberal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the only time I went to someone else's church and I saw someone stand up and speak in tongues and I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know at that time that that was even a thing. I just see this crazy person speaking gibberish and I don't yeah. know why. They look like and, they're almost having a seizure. And no one is helping this woman. She's just <laughs> <laughs> and then she sits down and then another man stands up and he starts translating what she was saying. Oh, wow. And I didn't know. I mean, I knew mm. none of this. So I think this guy's just standing up speaking like he thinks he's God. I don't know. <laughs> That's so crazy. I was really taken back by oh, the whole God, thing. Oh, God. I'm so glad there was no one there to translate my confessions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. Did you ever see anyone get bitten by a snake? No, no. No. These were like handled since they were little babies. But like, but yeah, people would be violently shaken. And yeah, it was freaky as a kid, man. It's but, then, an adult. <laughs> but then as an adult with my first husband, I converted to Catholicism, which was really cool because there's this thing called moderation <laughs> where you can party and drink and dance as long as you're not like a complete heathen. Yeah. Which is a big step up from just don't do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that started me on my heathen journey. <laughs> your first step into your heathen journey. <laughs> oh, I was a heathen long before that, but at least I started coming to terms with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I identify your two main kinks as pony play and puppy play. Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> but you do have quite a kink resume. So briefly, what what are y'all into? Okay, so it kind of depends on what circle you know us from as to what you would think we were like experts on. Um, we, of course, love human-animal role play, lots of aspects of that, you know, with the puppy play and the pony play. And, of course, once the video went viral, yeah. That was, everybody's like, your main kink is pony play. And we're like, well, I mean, it's just as fun as any of the other million (laughs) kinks we have. My main kink is variety. Like, even if it's like my favorite thing in the world, if I do it like more than just a couple of times in a row, like I'll start getting bored of it and I won't want to do it anymore. 
So I'm consistently inconsistent. So Rain gets to love that. Like I'm always a surprise. Predictably <laughs> unpredictable. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and then so like rope, like we we yeah. love rope. Mm-hmm. Um, Femdom, CBD, CBD. No, that's a different CBD. kind of love. I'm in CBD. Never confuse the two. Oh, I mean, a little oh, CBD, a little CBT, you know, cognitive behavioral well. therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you consider some of your main kinks? Uh, pretty much uh, anything uh, that stems from control, power mm-hmm. exchange. Th- those are probably the underlying, because even. Uh, a lot of the other things we're into, like you mentioned, the pony pay, pony play and puppy play. Uh, she mentioned rope bondage, like all of those really stem from the the DS dynamic, the power exchange. Uh, they're just kind of different expressions of it. Yeah, they're all tools for the same kind of. I guess um, God, it just went somewhere in my brain. Uh, the the same like end like a means to the, the same. They're like mm-hmm. tools for BDSM. It's not so much that like I'm like. Ooh, I have like some people are so into puppy play or pony play or mm-hmm. any specific kink that if that kink is not present, they just can't get off. Yeah, yeah. like it just can't happen. Or, or they're the kind of along the same lines. There's a lot of people in the the puppy play, the pony play, where that is their kink. Like, yeah, that is their their only kink. A hundred percent. You know, uh, like they're you know the, pretty much the only kinky thing they do is puppy play, and you know they could do it a little bit of the time, or they do it all day every day. Uh, even if they're not dressed up as it, you know, it's still running in their head. It's still part of their lives. Uh, but whereas with us, I mean, we just have such a wide variety. Yeah, it's faster know. to list what we're not into. <laughs> yeah. We've got like five don'ts and okay, everything what, else is negotiable. What are your five don'ts? Um, children, which is like, you it's know. five C's. That's good. Yeah, um, the shit play, scat, yeah. um, dead things. Um, bio animals like actual animals and uh, fluid bonding like I'm fluid bonding in our in our poly but outside of that I don't want anybody's germs because I'm a bit of a germaphobe so like even before the pandemic I was a germaphobe so like and rain a was in is an understatement yeah and rain <laughs> was already into mass so between us it was real easy for us to make the transition <laughs> we're like oh look at this sexy mask look ooh, we could wear this to the store now <laughs> now if we have listeners that aren't familiar with the term fluid bonding what is that Okay, so that's basically like raw dogging it or like having sex without a condom. That's what most vanilla people would uh, associate it with. Pre- um, pretty much any time uh, you expose your bodily fluids to somebody to another else's. One. That could be um, spit. Uh, that could be, you know, having anal sex. That could be any kind of unprotected Licking cum sex. off of someone's yeah. boots. Uh, like, if, if somebody gets a cut and they bleed on you, that, that's fluid yeah. bonding as well. Like yeah. say you're, you're having like a heavy scene with somebody and then you break the skin. Uh-huh. Like, at that point, if you're not fluid bonded with them, you have to either change the scene in such a way that protects you. Like, if you know you're going to do a really heavy scene, you usually protect yourself anyway, like by wearing some kind of eye protection, which, you know, I'm bringing safety, you know, looking really sexy. And got, you got your, like, latex gloves on. and uh-huh. So, but then you got to, you know, it splashes on you. So you got to, like, be really careful so normally if I am playing with someone I'm not fluid bonded with and I break the skin, the scene kind of just changes into more of like a sensory type thing so that I'm not. M- medical inter- fetish also works very well. Yes, for that. yes. That's, I do that a lot. Yeah. When I go to the swingers club, I dress up like a nurse and I wear gloves and like a little, ma- like a little mask and look really cute. And, 
And it's because like doorknobs freak me out a little. <laughs> doorknobs freak you out. <laughs> doorknobs in dungeons and sex clubs freak me out a little. <laughs> As they rightly should. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes people like will have their hand in like two different vaginas, like each hand or or the, one after the other, one or, right after you know, another, you know. or they're on top of each other, and he's like fingering them both, kind of like Spock style. Like I've seen all kinds of crazy stuff. And then right after that, he'll go to leave the playroom, open the door, open the door, come outside, and be like, "Oh, Eve, you're here. Let me shake your hand." <laughs> no. Can, can I borrow your lighter? No, you no can't. Way. No, you can't. No. <laughs> Say, uh, just hold out what you need. I'll light it for you. Like, yeah. No, thank you. So, and I was like that before the pandemic because uh-huh. just germs weird me out. Can confirm. <laughs> yeah. How long have you two been together? Uh, we just celebrated our 14th anniversary. Oh, 14 years of poly love. Poly love. So you're not monogamous. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we have a vast range of interests that, like, neither one of us could complete for the other. Um, and, like, I've been ma- happily married for 24 years in November. And I actually started my kink journey with him. And then I got into some crazy kind of mean stuff like CBT. And he was like, oh, you want to find somebody for that. <laughs> he was not about it. He was like, and he was really cool. Like, uh, we tried being swingers for a minute and that didn't work for me because that was basically like, like their kink is having like the same kind of sex, but with different people. Like the high is considered, it's, tra- it's associated with the different people or like multiple people, like that rush you get out of someone new. Mm-hmm where I needed like way more accessories. Like I wanted to do like ball stomping and like things that they just aren't very cool with in the general. I mean, there are like, like sin is very cool. Like on the fetish nights, it's kind of because it's like, hey, we're gonna do this. And if you're not cool with it, please don't come. (laughs) (laughs) At least they warn their audience. Oh yeah, well yeah, because most swinger clubs are not bi-male friendly or like trans friendly, but. And, like, that, and that definitely developed because of uh, several of the parties that we had that would scare off some of his. <laughs> yeah. So he said, hey, why don't you like, I know you're into like multiple dudes. You're into that stuff. Like, how about you just have your own little fetish night and then those people can come feel welcomed. And then the people that are interested, because there are those people that are interested, like, because unfortunately in the swinger community, if you come out as being a bi male, you start to get treated differently. And that's not fun. You know right. what I mean? Mm hmm. And, and it's a very double standard because uh, bisexuality for women. Is, oh, yeah. That's the A+. Plus. That's yeah, what that's what we're looking for. for. Yeah. yeah. They're like, whoa, yeah, unicorn but, hunting. You know? Yeah. But then they look at it completely different for men. Yeah. And then it's even worse when they find out you're bi, but then you're not attracted to them because they're like, wait a minute. You don't want to fuck me? <laughs> like, but you're straight, but but you still don't want to fuck me? <laughs> like, they're, it's it's like a strange kind of Perplexed You're situation. gross for being a bi man, but also, why don't you want to fuck, fuck me? me? <laughs> What's exactly. wrong with me? Like, exactly. The, the double standard on top of a double standard. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's strange. An, it happens. exception of double standards. <laughs> so when, so we tried being swingers and then it took us like a year because this was before like websites like FetLife. Like this is before Caller Me. This was like before all the, you know, all the kind of places you find kind of kinky stuff online. And so we kind of had to go through all these like weird munches and do the secret handshake and go to like a couple of like regular parties first. It took us like a whole year to actually finally find the BDSM community. Mm-hmm. And then when we found it, like we were like, holy shit. We like shared it with our whole friends group. We were excited. We we're like, oh, motherfuckers, we finally found it. We found the dungeon. Who knows this bitch with the big old titties that she was beating his ass. And, oh my God. You know, because like the first time you come in, it's like, oh my God, we finally found 
the shit that we've been like seeing on little snippets of cable, which now I know is like not even remotely realistic. Right. <laughs> but that's what, what we had, you know, it wasn't like we could just like Google, you know, like upper floor. <laughs> yeah. Before kink.com, there was real sex HBO. That's one. It- and even that though is st- like at the time, it was so risque. Oh, yeah. Like it was like you had to stay up late and like, mm, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, so, so anyway, so we, we tried um, being swingers and then we finally found the BDSM community and we invited all our friends to come. Like we got permission from the dungeon. They're like, yeah, bring your friends. Dude, we roll up and our friends that are in their car with us was like, oh shit. And I was like, what's going on? I was like, and they're like, oh, this is our parents' house. Oh, I show you not like we'd we'd been looking for it forever, and some of our closest couple friends, it was like their parents that were running the dungeon. Wow! So they didn't go. Well, or did they? We went in first, and we told them we went in first, and we were like, "Hey, so your kids are out in the car, <laughs> like your daughter and your son-in-law, like they're out in the car, and um, they don't know what they should do because they're here with all their friends, but this is clearly like right. maybe an uncomfortable situation." Um, but the parents were cool. They came, had let them come in and like hang out. And they, they kind of like did what I did when my, uh, child became an adult and entered into the scene. We like kind of shared the space and they're like, let me know when you're going to play so I can get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Cause I want you to be in a safe environment where I trust people, mm-hmm. but I don't want to see that yeah. shit. <laughs> and I don't want to hear that shit. I love you, but uh, this is where the sex positive kind of ends yeah. here. There's only so far you can go with that. Right, <laughs> right. You know, cause we're, we're very like from the get go with our minions, it, we've been very like sex positive. So it's not weird for them to talk to us about sex. And it's not weird. Like as soon as they became like a cognitive age when they were like, more of an adult mindset um we came out to them as poly which wasn't really our choice um we always had like a family member throw us under the bus yeah. for some reason which and never really surprised them either anyway. yeah like we came out to our youngest when she was 14 and because a relative was like i don't want you around my newborn because being poly like it might rub off on them or something and uh, the 14 year old was like, why well, do you use hand sanitizer? It's fine. right. Right. You just write the kink off. Yeah, just right there. Exactly. Like, see, I got to use it all the time. Um, basically, they so because of that, it, we had to come out to our 14 year old because they wanted to know why we couldn't go over there anymore. And uh, she was like, I live with you and I didn't know. How is that baby going to know? Because <laughs> Rain has always been my gay best friend, like as far back as they know. Yeah. So. That's how we did that. That's how we got around that. So you you mentioned some swingers and they or that you had been swingers for a while, right? Right. And in the Sin Club, that's a swinger club in this area. Yeah, in Tulsa. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, and they're kink friendly. Okay. Um, they like we host like BDSM nights there occasionally, and Troy, the owners, like, dude, he DJed my very first fetish party. Like that's wow. how I met him. Like, I've, uh-huh. and I've been in the oh, publicly in the fetish lifestyle for twenty years now. So we're going, like, way, way back. Yeah. Like, house parties and shit. So House parties to hotel parties. To yeah, to in a dungeon, to realizing that I was a slave to that dungeon. Because, my God, it's expensive to run a dungeon. I bet. Yeah. So, and now, is Sin, are they running parties again in, in COVID? Well, I mean, I, I don't know how to speak to that. I would okay. suggest uh, checking out the website, which is, like, sinintulsa.com. And maybe con- they've got like a Facebook presence. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's more of a Troy question. Okay. <laughs> I, I know that um, I always do a Halloween party with them, like every year, because that's like the big finish party. That, and, see, the thing, and Valentine's. And Valentine's. Because something about Valentine's Day and Halloween allows people to be a little freakier than they normally are. Like when Rain and I first got together, I was like, let's go to the thrift store and buy you some women's clothes because he, he, I, love, I love the fact that we share all of our clothes. Like, mm, <laughs> I love a, a man in panties. But at first, he was like really, really uncomfortable to like try the clothes on at the thrift store. And I was like, well, I don't want to buy them if you're not able to wear them. Right. And I said, don't worry. It's in October. Like, you can just say it's for a costume or a bet. Like, you, <laughs> like, he went once went down the Illinois River wearing a women's bathing suit with a little note pinned on him that said, I lost a bet. <laughs> and like, it's funny because every man monkey was like, yeah, ha, 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 ha. Not realizing it was just because he really just wanted to wear the women's bathing suit, and I and, and he's in a raft with a bunch of women. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But it, it gave him a context to understand, right? Or, or at least in in their head to kind of grasp what. Yeah, because it's okay if you're doing it for the pussy. Yeah. 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 It's just don't do it because you want to. That right. that's gross. Yeah. It's not gay if it's in a three way. Right. <laughs> Double penetration isn't gay. No. There's a pussy involved. Yeah. I'm so but. about that. That's actually in my porn search pretty regularly. Double penetration? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> and occasionally in my vagina when Ooh. I'm lucky. <laughs> Okay, so you, your double penetration is not ass and pussy. You're getting no. two in the pussy. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my God. It makes me feel like I'm about to be split in two in the best kind of way. <laughs> um, and probably a finger in my ass if I'm already kind of, woo, yeah, into it, you know. <laughs> At least had one orgasm. So. How did you realize you were into that? Or Someone stuck a finger in my ass? No, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so is that the same for getting two dicks in your pussy? You just, somebody just did it and you're like, hey, that's good. Let's well, try that. No, um, that uh, probably what? stemmed from like porn, like watching yeah. lots of porn. Because oh, I got a porn problem. <laughs> it's only a problem if we don't pay the internet. There you go. <laughs> so, and in case you didn't know, Eve is a bit of a size queen. I am a size queen. That's okay. I do my giggles all the time, every day. I'm doing them right now. One and two and three and forward and back and forward and back and rock it around. So, yeah. It's important to exercise. Yeah. It, even at stoplights. If you just do kegels at stoplights, man, trust me, do a little elevator with the dick inside, like grasp it and just get a little tight and go. His eyes will go boing, 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 boing. It's I, a good time. I've experienced some kegels before. Yes. Your yeah. eyes will go boing, boing, boing. boing. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I can only do it if I've kind of come drunk where I've been like worked over pretty heavily and I'm already like gushing because, yeah, if the fountain ain't flowing, there ain't no way, (laughs) there's no way I'm getting those two big fucking cocks in there. (laughs) I want to eventually do triple penetration, but I haven't. The logistics on that just seems so difficult. Well, I got a mouth. Okay. <laughs> See, I thought you were trying to get three in your pussy. No, I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm polysaturated at two. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so let, let's circle back to uh, CBT, not D. Yeah, not uh, D, but T. T, CBT. So, so that's cock and ball torture. Or cognitive behavioral therapy, or both. Or both, okay. Because yeah. uh, I assure you, cock and ball torture will change somebody's <laughs> behavior. Change behavior. Uh, so that's the thing that you're into, is that? Is oh that my right? God, yes. I think that might be a kink that is present in most of our sexual experiences. Only because if I tie it up, then it's bigger, harder, stronger. And it can't come until I untie it. <laughs> and Rain is really into tease and denial so, um, and ruined orgasms. 
So probably for every three or four that I have, he might have one if I'm feeling generous. Um, and that usually goes along with some chastity. So, you know. There's many forms of CBT. Yeah. 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 But I, I really like um, rope CBT, mm-hmm. cock rings. Um, Clothespins. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wooden ones are nicer. Um, the oh, plastic ones are meaner. She's got these big plastic ones and then these little tiny yeah. plastic oh ones. Oh, my God. This big. You put it around the little head, you little tiny ones. And then I take them off with my mouth. Oh. Yeah. And it's only gotten better since I, I had to have oral reconstructive surgery, so I have dentures. That's why occasionally you hear me, like, I have a bit of a lisp. Um, so, yeah, now it's just great. I just take my teeth out and just fucking go at it. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Because, uh, well, one, like, say we've been at, like, an event or something, like, all fucking day, and I've had them in all day long. It's kind of like wearing, like, a corset or fucking bras or a tight pair of shoes. So I take them off, and, like, I can literally take Pierre. Pierre's Rain's penis, the part of him I actually have a relationship with. I like him. <laughs> His French. He has a lip ring. He says, oui. Come here, darling. Um, so I'll, I'm like, hey, uh, do you mind if I have a gum massage? And what I'll do is I'll literally just take his dick and just rub it on my gums, and it feels so amazing. So, so very. It's like a blowjob where you're getting, like, just, oh, it's great. So, um, and I loved blowjobs before, so this just makes it where instead of having to hold my jaw open, I can just kind of, like, put my mouth around it and just be like literally face fucked and I don't have to worry about like, you know, grinding it or biting it or or the uh, choking on it. Or the, the ring hitting teeth. <laughs> yeah. Well, that still happens occasionally on the bottom ones. So, But I just stopped replacing that tooth. See, like right here? Yeah. That's because he knocked out my natural tooth with the ring. He knocked out the veneer and then he knocked it out of my dentures. And so I finally, I just went to my my dentist, which totally fucking rocks because we're a lot, we can be open with her about like our weirdness and she's totally cool. Her name's uh, Lauren Winry, if you're looking for a kick-ass dentist. <laughs> and she's a beauty, she's so beautiful. Don't look in her eyes, you'll be enchanted. <laughs> anyway, so I, we finally just, I was like, so should I re- get this fixed? Is it cosmetic? I mean, cause it just, with it knocked out, it gives just enough room for him to like, just really face fuck me <laughs> and not knock out a tooth. It's like the, per- so I just left it. And yeah. I'm like, sure, man. It makes them look more realistic. More, more realistic, yeah. <laughs> just clear the runway. Let yeah. It go. <laughs> well, normally I just like lay my tongue over my bottom teeth and they're not even an issue. And then it's just like, oh. And then it's great because then you don't, you, if you're not like slobbing all over yourself, you're clearly not doing it right. Right. So it's like, it's a good time. So Rain, how, how does it feel to have a no teeth dentures out blowjob? Uh, gum jobs are for the win. With <laughs> were, they, were they worth a year of not being able to kiss me with the reconstructive surgery? Uh, seeing you smile again is worth it. Oh, so much love. I'm going <laughs> to fuck you harder tonight. <laughs> you, know, you know just what to say. He's earning pussy points. Uh, so you also mentioned the video that went viral. Yeah. Tell us about that. So uh, it's by I Wonder, and it's uh, Pony Play down in New Orleans. And there's several versions of it floating around because people have, like, ripped it and, like, cut it and look at these freaks. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I just kind of went around. And it's funny because I think most people um, think we live in Louisiana because that's where they see us because we go there, like, twice a year, except for this year, of except course. For, yeah. 
which was total bummer because we miss our pony friends so dearly. We miss you, pony friends. Um, and it's it's a pretty cool gig, man. It's out on like a nudist resort, and um, so there's no like random people happening by. Right. Um, it has like a hot tub, it has a pool, it has a bunkhouse, it has showers. Um, it also has little like um, pony stalls outside, so you can like hose down your pony and <laughs> a hot walker and just so many acres of like really nice lush land to play on. Um, but I think the biggest thing that we love out there is they have the huge oak tree dungeon. It's like outside, but it's inside of this huge oak tree. Oh wow! And the limbs come like all the way down to become like create this like dome-like effect, and you can like be chained up to like a limb of the tree and. It's very, it's very cool. It's got a nice vibe. <laughs> it's a, it's a great space for the event they do there. Griffin's uh, Nest. Ponies on the Delta. Um, and I think the when they came down to uh, film it was the third year, I believe. I believe so. Yeah. And um, so that's the third year they'd been doing it. And uh, it, it essentially it's just a, uh, think of it as a, a horse show just for humans. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they'd have a variety of uh, events. Like agility um, events. Uh, agility. There was, uh, you know, sprint races, barrel races, uh, cart courses, um, dressage. Uh, and then we had fun things like... Um, water uh, balloon. Water uh, balloon jousting. jousting. Uh, <laughs> what is water balloon jousting? Uh, so, think, you know, like jousting where yeah. you've got the field with the line down it. And uh, you have uh, two carts drawn by human ponies that go at each other and the riders each have a water balloon and they try to hit each other as they pass. Yeah, it's pretty nice. fun. Mm -hmm. Although someone did get launched and like dislocated their shoulder. Oh no. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty like... Um, uh, pony play, just like any other physical activity or sport, uh, comes with its own inherent risks. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's a sport. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've watched that, that video and there's like you said there's bell races there's obstacle courses mm -hmm. and and these the ponies are like jumping over things and around and over and all kinds of shit you got to be in pretty good shape to do this stuff right well you don't no. gotta you don't gotta no. okay it, it, it looks it's it's open to all shapes okay yeah, it's uh, inclusive 100 percent. like uh, you can be there, there are actually uh ponies that you know go out on the the jumping course um that have like bad knees bad ankles you know what what have you and they'll they'll go up to the jump and they'll gently step over it <laughs> and then they'll come up to the high jump and they'll just kick it and then they'll walk <laughs> through it yeah so yeah it's all inclusive like all races all genders all queer whatever kink friend and it's very kink friendly like you don't even have to be into pony play like you can just come out there enjoy the atmosphere of like a judgment-free zone and because they have a dungeon, you can play, and you have like uh, full use of everything on the uh, resort. I mean, except for the owner's house; that's his private yeah. section. Yeah, but every it's year, huge. every year, there's been a handful of people that come down just to watch, just to yeah, uh, hang out with all the weirdos and watch them run around and make fool of themselves, but have a great, great time doing it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good time. I miss them. I miss my uh, unstable herd. And then, so so back to the the video. Um, so he contacted us and, uh, you know, he had uh, kind of seen a little bit from, you know, other pictures and videos that we had posted and wanted to come do a video uh, and contacted several of the people that would be attending, uh, us included, as well as the people that run it and some of the other attendees. And uh, kind of we all did interviews and he just kind of filmed a few of the events, uh, you know, with the consent of the participants. And yeah, um, we wouldn't I wouldn't sign off until the end. Mm hmm. Like I had to see the finished result because I want to make sure that um, he's true. Like he shows us true to what we act like accurately. 
Um, because a lot of times they just want to like sensationalize it yeah. and make it about like, because pony play or any other kind of um, BDSM play can be about sex, but it also cannot be about sex or it can be about both at the same time, which is like hard to understand. But I know there's some veterans out there going, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so what's sexual for one person may not be sexual, sexual for somebody else. Like when he. And, and it can even be sexual for a person but not always sexual yeah like when he's out jumping the jumps or like doing the sled pull that's not very sexual for me that's more like i'm in a hand or handler capacity um but like we did like a kind of sunset like uh walk where he was like naked where he had he was in the cart he was naked and he just had bells on like bells everywhere hanging off pierre just like off his nipples just everything and we went around by ourselves, and that was very sexual for me because it was just him and I, and he was naked, and he was clearly, like, when he's in pony form, he is a beast. And sometimes when he gets so into pony, he, um, he'll stick around. That's so funny. I wish they could see that. He'll, he'll like, step on me, or, like, you know, like he forgets his uh, human aspect of his mind because he's into the space so much. Whereas when he's like a puppy, he's almost always submissive. Like, but like when he's pony, he's, he's dominant. He's still a dominant because he's a dominant switch and I'm a dominant switch. I'm just slightly more dominant than he is. So when he's in pony, he's like a dominant beast that I have to rein. But um, bum, bum. Whereas when he's in like puppy space, um, he's more of like in a submissive, like I'm a human and he's an animal role. We, we maybe have gotten too far into this before I ask this question. What exactly is pony play? If somebody's never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just rewind it back a little bit. <laughs> uh, so pony play, uh, as well as puppy play, are forms of human-animal role play, uh, where a human takes on uh, some aspects of an inner animal. Um, uh, I, I think you've talked about some very similar aspects of in one of your previous shows with uh, Melanin and when they're talking about primal play, it's, it's very related to that. Um, and not everybody knows really what their inner animal is, but when they connect to it, um, how they express it is essentially human animal role play. And uh, so uh, just as a, uh, uh, a brief uh, of puppy play and pony play, when you, you don't, it's all in the mindset. Um, you know, a lot of people see the gear and uh, such like that, and that, that helps. But, I mean, you can be completely in your normal clothes grocery shopping and be in a, in a puppy headspace. Yeah, um, like you're not allowed to speak. You're only allowed to bark. Mm -hmm. And because we're in a public space, you can't bark very loud. Right. <laughs> you can't because that's one thing that I, I'm not into. I'm not into, like, forcing my kinks mm -hmm. on other people. I feel like that kind of gives us a bad general look as the lifestyle because – Anytime somebody's uncomfortable, the last thing they want is it's shoved in their face. And right. I mean, I don't want something I don't want in my face for sure. <laughs> it's a fair rule. Yeah. yeah. So, but we do a lot of covert stuff just because like, mm -hmm. you know, getting through the mundane, you know, especially in like quarantine or like situations where you have to be vanilla, just having that kind of underlying, like, you know, what's going on in your mind. He knows what's going on in his mind and it just kind of makes the day a little more, more interesting. A little more interesting. Or the movie a little more interesting when you're <laughs> you get the rumble seats and you're wearing a butt plug and you know mm -hmm. you know, nipple, you know, clamps just under your shirt eating popcorn. 
Nobody yeah. else knows, but I know. And if any of our listeners want to enjoy that experience of watching a movie with a butt plug in at the theater and no one knows it, you can check out our sponsors over at peggingtoys.com. There you go, right? They've got lubricants and hygiene products. It's not only about pegging. They've got anal beads and butt plugs and anything and everything. I'm going to say everything. I don't know that that's true because I don't know everything. Well. But I'm still going to say they've got a lot of shit you can put in your butt and have fun with. <laughs> and, and if you're new and if you're new to anal, um, let me give you a little bit of a tidbit. Um, of course, the first thing you want to do is look at the big, huge, massive cock that they have in all the porns. But you really want to start with something that is similar to your bowel movement because that is what your ass is already used to. So start with something like that. Hey, first, let's start with a finger. Or even, even let's step back even further. Let's, like, anything you're going to penetrate, why don't we, like, say hello to it first? <laughs> say, hey, guess what? I'd like to come on inside. How do you feel about that? He said, hmm, maybe I'd like to come. That sounds interesting. Um, because, yeah, you don't want to rush it. Have a good time. Also, um, anal is all, always a lot easier if you've already at least had one orgasm. Because, you know, it's muscle-based, and if you're already relaxed, you're going to have an easier time with penetration. Yeah. And you can have an easier time with your purchase by entering promo code DIGITAL to get 10% off your first purchase at PeggingToys.com. Uh, so how do you get in the headspace? What is there? Is there a routine? How do you get into the headspace to, to do this? Uh, yeah, the, it, that's a very, um, very specific to each person. Uh, we, it's we like found, a ritual. We found ours uh, by trial and error, uh, yeah. just finding out what works for us. Um, and, and it is different for uh, puppy play and pony play. Uh, also kind of different depending on what we plan to do. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're running obstacle courses or doing a cart endurance course, it's going to be different than if we're prepping for, um, you know, sexual uh, play during a scene or something. Or a performance. Mm -hmm. or, or doing, like, pony performances, yeah. Uh, so, uh, essentially, to get into Headspace, um, we usually use uh, a little bit of gear. Uh, in, masks, uh, face coverings are a big part of that for me. Um, hands, the, when when I bind your hands. Uh -huh, using uh, paws, mitts, hooves, uh, that, that come as part yeah. of the gear. Saran wrap and duct tape, if you don't got that. Um, we usually start, uh, as she puts gear on me, we'll usually connect with yeah. each other. And that, that's a huge part of it is uh, making that connection with your partner. Uh, before we begin anything, we usually uh, talk about what we want to do, what, what kind of mental space we're in Our currently. Our play moods. Uh, she calls it play moods. Like, how are you feeling today? How's your body physically? How's you, how mm -hmm. are you mentally? What are you in the mood for? What have you been masturbating to? Um, if he's like, oh, my back is hurting. I know I need to not put him in any position that's going to be stressful on his back. Or do it for a little bit. Or do it for a little <laughs> bit. But, but, well, because the thing is, like, when, when you're causing someone pain, you want it to be the pain that you are intending to cause. Right. You don't want it to be some other random pain that may be taking away from the sensation that mm -hmm. you're trying to create. Yeah, intentional pain. Mm -hmm. that's, intentional that's one pain. thing I learned when I started learning uh, rope is like when you, especially when you're taking the rope off, don't slap the motherfucker in the, in the face. face. <laughs> like, don't we look only at the rope. Yeah, we only want intentional pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always tell my bottoms, don't look at the rope. Like, just don't look at it because that's how it's going to slap mm -hmm. you in the face. Um, and you always kind of want to have like a nice kind of wide bent stance so you're not getting knocked over. Rain does a whole class on like uh, rope bottoming and like how to be a more successful bottom. Uh, we call it defensive bottoming. Defensive okay. bottoming. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we, um, 
if we go to some place where it's appropriate for us to be like, because a lot of times we'll do like a pony play at like art events, like we did Biting the Apple. Mm-hmm. And so I had him in uh, blindfolded pony gear and he's got these big pony boots on and his arms are like behind his back and he's got his blinders on and then he's got a blindfold on top of that and then he's got all his other gear and he's got the big plumes. So he looks like he's what, nine, 10 foot Probably. fucking tall. Yeah. And I was like going, weaving through the crowds and I was literally walking people, like walking him almost up to people as if he was gonna step on them. And then I would turn him and oh. <laughs> so like that's a different mindset than me just tying him up in bed you know, with like horse gear on, you know, whipping him with the crop as I'm fucking him, you know, I'm riding on top of him. But they share a similar space in the head, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they're they're definitely different head spaces. Yeah. um, So, yeah, we we usually start with, uh, you know, connecting. Uh, We start with a little bit of gear. I found one of the biggest uh, things that helped me get into uh, the headspace I'm looking for is um, we go for a walk. Yeah, like if he's um, in pup form, we go or, for a walk or pony. Um, you'll you'll take me around a, a circle or yeah. You know, I, with pony, around. I usually yeah. like take you around, but then I tie you to something mm-hmm. and yep. like leave. I have to like just tie him there and like leave him. Like I can see him. I I make sure that he's like watched because just like you would hitch your horse up to a post right. while you run in the store or something. And <laughs> so then I have to kind of leave him there for like his mindset to change for his like front you know lobes to start kind of allowing the primal part to take over. So that he's not thinking about like bills and bullshit and that kind of stuff, um, uh, which kind of takes us back a little bit to uh, when you asked earlier, like what is pony play? And for me and for a lot of people, what it is is an, an escape. Um, it, it it allows you to leave your your the mundane everyday life of worrying about bills and worrying about what you're doing tomorrow and worrying about what happened at your job and you know all the all the things that you you have to do to get through you know this world. Uh, and it, it just lets you get away from it. You become um, uh, like uh, this mindless, uh, not not mindless, because you, you you're still intelligent. You still have your human intelligence, but uh, you, you're more reactionary. You're like dogs are in or animals in general are very much in the moment. You know, they, they don't think about what's going to happen tomorrow. They don't think about what, you know, people are going to think about them. They just do what they want to do, you know, whatever makes them feel good. And uh, they have fun doing it. And they express happiness, like, mm. <laughs> it's like, no, and the tail's a wagon. So that, that's probably the, the biggest draw uh, for pony play is just, you know, it, it, and so many people come to it for so many different reasons, uh, but almost everybody who has been in any sort of headspace, and that's not even pony space. I mean, uh, pretty much any submissive that does wax, blood play, needles, uh, rope suspensions, you know. Impact. Uh, they all give you headspaces, and it's kind of just, uh, whatever avenue you take to get there. Yeah, it's like your zen or your flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, is that a little bit different from when you're getting into a like a public headspace? I know you said you like to do that sometimes. Very much different. And, and okay. You get yeah. So if we go to like a bar, he's never he's not usually like a four legged puppy mm-hmm. unless we're doing bar floors are nasty. Yeah. <laughs> um, although occasionally I will put a drink in a dog bowl and make him drink it off the floor. Yeah. But that dog bowl's clean. Yep. Um, you know, because he's got to kiss me eventually. <laughs> like. it, we, and we like doing sensational things in public because we very much are exhibitionists. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, you can't be an exhibitionist without voyeurs. Right. Uh, but but we're also very mindful of uh, appropriate acts for appropriate spaces. You yeah. Know, we're, we're, what we're going to do in a bar at midnight is not what we're going to do in a park at 3 p.m. Right. Know? Totally. 
For sure, because I'm uptight like that. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're kind of getting more deeper into pony play, when it's not going to be at a bar, and like you said you were tied to a post and like you'll kind of leave him alone, what's, how does that feel in your head? What are you kind of experiencing in that moment when you're transcending into pony? Um, I, I very much uh, start internalizing a lot of things. Um, I think about uh, the gear that's on me. I think about the tree that's next to me and the wind blowing and uh, the the look of my mistress as she watches me from across the field. And, Ooh la la. <laughs> and it, it's very much more like uh, just living in the moment. And uh, you, you kind of think about stuff less. You're more reactionary. Um, I, I love, uh, like, you know, when she, she'll kind of hitch me to something with the reins, and I love just kind of pulling on it and, like, exploring my boundaries as I, you know, see how far away I can move. And um, and also in the gear, he can't – I do, like, the most simple – like, I just kind of uh-huh. wrap it over. Like, it's barely on there. But in the gear, it's kind of like a one-bear prison. You just can't get off. Like, you can't – ha, 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 ah. <laughs> So, like, he's – it, the whole feeling of like he's stuck there with this tiny little mm-hmm. frivolous knot that if he was yep. in not in this pony gear restricted he could literally just easily take off and just go but because he is like because a lot of times we lock stuff on like I, we like to lock clothes on and mm-hmm. shoes on and gear on and rain sleeps in a lot of uncomfortable stuff because he loves hates it or hates to love it <laughs> or, like I don't mind it so much as long as it's not stabbing me. <laughs> what what do you sleep in? Uh, I've slept in all sorts of things. Like, um, she'll she'll uh, lock uncomfortable high heels on me. Oh yeah, like two sizes too small. Uh, so, sometimes he loves it. Uh, if I need to get into good night's sleep, we'll use some soft rope. Yeah, know? I'm like, do you want um, comfortable bondage tonight, uh, <laughs> or do you want to? Because this is the thing. I've slept in uh, corsets. Um, slept in. Uh, bondage bags, uh, like soft, silky sleep sacks, all the way up to like leather bodysuits. Yeah, and those usually have layers of like rope, mm-hmm. like underneath them. Mm. Um, a lot, chastity a lot. That's the biggest thing is uh, he rolls over in the middle of the night and that chastity device, like, <laughs> that lock pokes me. That's what pokes you. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not so bad. <laughs> um and sometimes, like, uh, he likes a lot of metal restraints. Like, he likes to be, like, chained to the bed when he's sleeping. Or, like, if he's doing secretarial work for me, he'll be, like, we'll have, like, every pair of handcuffs on him. <laughs> like, five or six, you know, metal collars and, and <laughs> like, wrist, like, everything. out. Like, we just bring it all in there. It, I mean, it probably weighs, like, I don't know, a lot. <laughs> and he just, yeah. And he's, the more bondage there is, the better he feels. There's no such thing as too much. Bondage. There's no such thing as too. <laughs> we do a lot of layered stuff where it's like saran wrap and then rope and then like a sleep bag and then like maybe some more rope or because <laughs> you know layers. So when you're you're tied up to the post, you're getting in the moment, you're getting in that headspace. Now, Mr. Steve is walking towards you, and you're about to get into it. What what is the, what does that reconnection look like? Well, I can tell basically. Um, when I've got the reins and I'm holding them and I'm directing him, it's very little pressure because you don't want to like, you know, knock somebody's teeth out. Right. Um, and I can tell because when he's in his like human aspect mindset, um, he's, he's more compliant. <laughs> but then the minute he goes in like beast mode, he is, it's like a willful. It's like the, his dominant side comes out even more. 
and um, I have to rein him, like, you know, like, keep a task on under. He might, like, go off the road or, like, <laughs> step on my foot. or And he's got pony boots on, so that that's, ow. Um, but I like that. Like, I'm into power exchange and, like, um, like, if someone was, like, too submissive, I wouldn't be interested for, a, like, a long-term situation because I need someone that can tell me no. Yeah. And I like somebody that can control me. So, yeah. And I, I really get off on the idea that, like, he's dominant to everybody else but submissive to me. Like, that really <laughs> it's gets... kind of a power trip for you, then. Yeah, it makes my pants wet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, are you are you riding him? Are you walking behind him? Do you have a cart? All of these things, all yeah. Of okay. All of these things. It, uh, it depends on what we're doing. If we're, if we're karting, obviously, she'll be riding in it. Um, if we're doing a blindfolded challenge uh, or something of that nature, um, she'll usually be behind me. Uh, sometimes she'll lead me. She'll be in front, kind of leading me behind her. Yeah, if we're doing something where we have to run, because he can't be in front of me, he'll just drag me. Uh, and then we he's got these huge legs. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've also done riding. We've done uh, four-legged riding as well as some two-legged riding. Yeah, he made this like uh, backpack harness. He like because uh, Rain is like super smart and engineer, and so I showed him this commercial where it was like a daddy backpack thing <laughs> where your kid can like ride you like a horse, but also like a backpack. And I was like, I want one of those. And like, so he made me one out of leather and it's like really cool. Like I can just like on his back and so you've got a saddle basically. Well, no, it doesn't it's, look, it's actually saddle list. It's saddle list, okay. but it looks kind of, I mean, it's got stirrups. You put your feet in it and then it's kind of like a jockey where you're like holding all your own mm-hmm. weight and balance. Okay. Cause if, if you've ever ridden a horse, you know that you don't sit on the saddle. Yeah. You, you did, like when that horse is like, you can sit on the saddle when the horse is resting, but if he's moving, you, you hold your weight up. Yeah. Otherwise it hurts. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's, so it, although it's, next it's, time we go horseback riding, you're totally wearing a butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially if you, you know, watch jockeys and stuff, you know, that they, they're, they're high up in the saddle. Uh, yeah. they, they're holding their weight. Uh, and that, that's kind of how the harness I made is, is the, the rider, uh, it's got actual stirrups. Um, so the rider puts their feet in the stirrups and there's, uh, like handles on my shoulders. Uh, and so they kind of ride on my back, like piggyback style. Uh, but they, they have to engage and that actually works really well, um, because of the way it sits, uh, it allows us to balance pretty well. Yeah. And I'm only so far off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Not as high as up on my shoulders. Yeah, he wants me to just, like, stand on his shoulders or some shit. Sit. Sit on my shoulders. Well, I'm, standing would be a neat trick, though. Right. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, someday. You can join the circus if you can stand on his shoulders. Oh, we're oh, already that, in the circus. That, that's a whole other aspect of That's the, a whole other aspect the, of our the, life. The puppy and pony play. I, we love doing tricks. Yeah. Uh, hoops. Uh, jumping through a hoop on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're also fire performers. Yeah. Like. We're kind of just in like so many lifestyles all mixed into one. Well, and that's that's the thing. That's the joke that I hear in the uh, the Tulsa Kink community. I hope you're aware of this. I'm about to smart you up if you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Facebook. There's like it, people don't want to out themselves, but then if they find out your Facebook friends, they even rain. You've just outed yourself. You've just outed yourself. <laughs> we, we've heard this many times. People <laughs> yeah. are like, "Oh, we knew you were kinky because you know even rain." <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. not only that, but like uh, we'll be at a dungeon, like hanging out, like maybe even playing with these people and then say we go to eat afterwards and they'll be like i'm sorry even rain but uh we can't sit with you because you draw too much attention to yourself <laughs> and we don't take offense to that we, no. we understand that, that you know the way we live our lifestyle so openly isn't for everybody yeah and not, not everybody yeah. has that yeah. privilege and the only reason we have it now is because my children are grown yeah like i had to live the vanilla life for quite some time 
you know, where you have like the double life and you got the villain life and yeah. But now, yeah. now that they're all grown and I have yet to have grandchildren, I can buck, go buck wild for a couple of years. There you go. <laughs> Enjoy it while you can. I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you also mentioned that you wear pony boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about those. Uh, so pony boots uh, take a variety of forms. The, uh, typically, they just don't have a heel. Um, and that can be anything from just taking a regular high-heeled boot and cutting the heel off to uh, handcrafted uh, pony boots uh, to ones that have um, uh, an actual metal horseshoe on them. Um, and there are lines of, like, ladies' heels mm-hmm. that um, are heelless. Mm-hmm. And look, I mean, for someone like me that, that has, like, a small... Style foot that works really well but mm-hmm. i don't think that they uh have the extended sizes in those but you never know man the internet so yeah. like hillless shoe just look up hillless women's shoe um or pony boots um although if you put in pony boots you're gonna i mean there there's a considerable like the thing about the tack is we make a lot of it because it can get really expensive mm-hmm. um, and you don't need all that man you can literally just have like you know something like a pencil and two shoelaces and now you got a bit and you know i mean i've been that broke um yeah. or, and, and it's really more all about how you approach it in the headspace right you know, what, how you how you approach it how you think about it i mean you really don't need anything other than your brain and the thing i do like about pony ponies uh on the delta is joey the guy that uh runs it and puts it on he makes tack so he has mm-hmm. like a ton of it it's like a whole tent of tack that's uh, fully available for um, for anyone, anyone to who check wants out to and use, use it and for the weekend. And so, like, say you're new to pony play, um, and you're looking at like a five hundred dollar harness. You're like, whoa! I don't even know if I like this shit yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if I can drop yeah, that. Don't, don't start there. Don't start mm-hmm. there. Yeah, like uh, you know, play with it a little bit before you invest in a bunch of tack that you may not ever use. Or and, and what's good is if you do come to this event or event like it, uh, people in the the pony community are very welcoming and. Like, uh, are you interested in this? Do you want to try some of my gear? Here, try this on. What what appeals to you? Let's let's try it out. Yeah. Good. And a lot of this gear does look pretty. I mean, you just said it's pretty expensive. Well, it can be. Some of it can be. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, what what do you have? What's some of the most expensive things either you own or that you've seen at some of these events? Oh, that that I've seen. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> oh my god, a latex like full latex yeah. pony outfit. Oh, uh, that's goals. One of, goals one of my wish list item is uh, there. There's several uh, pony hood makers uh, that are just fantastic, uh, like Fury Fantasy or uh, uh, the Bassett hoods, and those can easily run. I, I think I've seen some of them for $3,000 or more, Wow! Uh, especially for a custom one. So that's just like a full pony head yes. mask type yep. of thing? Yeah. Okay. And usually the ones that are more expensive like that, they have like uh, little perks, like a fan in there or mm-hmm. something. So you're not just okay. like sweating balls. Yeah. 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 Um, especially if you're in Louisiana in any month other than like December, January. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's swampy yeah. there. Yeah. It is the land of the swampy balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, uh, and as far as my gear goes, um, you know, I, I started out making a lot of it. I've since bought a few pieces here and there. Um, probably the most expensive piece I own. Uh, man, I can't even For think. For puppy play, it's that harness that you oh, recently I, got, the latex one. Yeah, I just uh, ordered a, um, a six millimeter rubber uh, uh, puppy harness in like uh, red and black with like this black puppy paw on it. Um, that was a... Um, a little over two hundred, yeah. um, like a like a chest harness. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know something to wear to gear night that's yeah. not just underwear. But yeah. I, w- <laughs> I would say it, 
like if we are dressed to the nines, we are all fancied up. We got our best gear on. Oh God! I would probably say wearing easily at least at least a thousand. At least a at thousand. least a yeah. thousand. Like because I would be wearing at least a thousand. I don't even have all that shit on. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> and that's over years of yeah. accumulating. Accumulating. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. So the great thing about having a cross-dressed boyfriend <laughs> is one, you get to share closet space. Like. Um, two, they don't bitch about how many shoes and sexy girl clothes you have because most of the time you're going to find them in them. So, well, he's, he can't get his foot in my shoe. <laughs> but it, it's almost the exact same size as Pierre, so it works out pretty well for me. Yeah. Except I for when I... You said he can't get his foot. I was like, I don't think he can get his dick in your panties. <laughs> like, which <laughs> oh, yeah. may be the point to not get it oh, in no, there. Oh, <laughs> no, he, he wears my panties backwards so okay. that he has more room. Well, first thing, when we first got together... I met him in drag. Like, I didn't know what he looked like. And I was just like, like, I'd only had this feeling once before when I met my husband. And it was like, ah, like, dream weaver. Like, the fucking world fucking stopped for a second. And, like, little sparklies appeared and nobody else was there. Um, and so it only happened once before with my husband. And, um, and I, I mean, I've tasted the buffet. So I know that it's not just because I had been with this person and now with this person. But so I see him and he's in drag and I'm like, I want that. I tell my husband, I'm like, I want that. And he's like, I said, no more gay guys. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a string for a while where I was doing gold stars. <laughs> like That was my thing. The gold star gay. Yeah. He's never touched a vagina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times um, She's collected a few. Gay, <laughs> gay men are attracted to dominance and they're really bottoms. And uh, I'm a really good top. Mm-hmm. And I'm really good with my strap on. So... <laughs> It works out well. <laughs> um, but it, it, my husband was still kind of coming to grips with his own sexuality. And we had been with this gay guy for a little while. And that, that guy was really pushy. He was like trying to, for- like my husband's like gay in the bedroom, you know, or 3.2 Guinnesses, like whatever happens first. <laughs> like, but uh, he's very straight acting. Like you wouldn't know unless he told you or you happened to like see some of our stuff, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And or get invited to the right party. Or get him be right. And, uh, but this guy was very pushy, and he just wouldn't allow, like, uh, my husband to come to terms with his own sexuality. And uh, so it didn't work out. And yeah. we had just kind of had that situation fall apart. Um, and I was like, please. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I really, like, I want it. I was like, no, no, I want it. Like, I was like, please. Like, and uh, he gave me the last $2 we had until payday like for real <laughs> and then I went up and I tipped rain he gave me two seconds of his time and went along went along and I was like I must have it and so then he was packing up to leave and I came up to him and I was like uh so what's going on and he's like oh I'm about to go to this party and I was like uh is it invite only because <laughs> uh, I want to go <laughs> like, and then we spent the rest of the night talking about how great friends we were going to be because, like, everything he was about. Oh, you're into this, too? We're going to be, be such, such great, great friends. friends. Because he didn't want a mistress. He didn't want a girlfriend. Um, he wanted a friend in the lifestyle. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I'll be your fucking friend. In the back of my mind, I was like, he shall be mine. Um, and then uh, he, so we met at that party. And then the next day, we were going to go have lunch together. Um, just to be you know friends or whatever and on the way there I realized I didn't know what he looked like you'd only seen him in drag I'd only seen him in drag Mm -hmm. so I didn't know what he looked like and I thought to myself like oh god please don't let him be bald because I don't like bald Um, and please don't let him be hairy because I don't (laughs) like hairy 
and uh, he showed up and he's bald and hairy and I'm like <laughs> I don't give a fuck <laughs> I want that and uh, I think it was two days before I had you tied down to my bed and uh, we had to call my husband for permission to have sex because uh, he refused he refused to have sex with me <laughs> even though um, I had permission from my husband but because he hadn't had permission from my husband directly okay. he would not consent and that just made me want it more. So, <laughs> and that I think that's what solidified it for me and made it worse. Like, no, I really want this one. He's keeper. <laughs> do, you, do you still perform drag? Uh, no, no. It, um, I, I still dress for in me, drag. For me, drag. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I I wouldn't even say I ever performed drag. I, I like to. Uh, my, my drag is more of a shock drag. I mean, when I'm in or hills, gender queer. Yeah, when I'm in hills, I'm over seven feet tall. I don't have the the build to pass, so I don't try. I just, um, yeah, I'm a man in a dress and heels. And that ass, that ass confuses people. <laughs> oh my god, we were just at Harvest Fest, and there was this guy that saw Rain all dressed up, and he bent over across the field. And then Rain stood up, and he realized, oh, that's a man. <laughs> and he came over, and he was like. Man, I don't know. That woke something in me. <laughs> he said, "He said I was like, damn, look at that ass. Oh, that's a man. <laughs> like, I was like, don't worry. Rain does that occasionally to people. Rain does have a great ass. He you, does. You, you were, were giving uh, spanking lessons at a dungeon one night, and mm. I was like, I'm going to have to touch that dude's butt. I'm going to yeah. have to do this. <laughs> it is my favorite ass to spank. <laughs> Uh, so what what got you into drag? Was it just did you know some drag queens? No, um, he's I, a dirty pervert transvestite <laughs> that likes to fill up panties when he masturbates. Yeah, pretty much that. In <laughs> <laughs> stockings, um, and yeah, rope. I, I, I just um, started going out to some of the uh, you know the local drag clubs. Uh, this, of course, was fourteen years ago. Well, plus know, fifteen, plus. yeah. Um, so you know, I was going to renegades and. I, I really enjoyed the drag queens, and I, I mean, I was a, a transvestite. I wouldn't say I was a, a you know a drag queen or anything. Uh, so I'd worn some things like at home, and started going out to the bars wearing like skirts and heels, and really had a good time with it. And it was fun, and kept doing it. And I, I think the second time I was out dressed up was when I met her. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Perfect timing, right? Mm-hmm. He just got yep. right in there. Yeah. Yep. And what's weird is if I had seen him in normal clothes, I probably wouldn't have been interested because he's not what I would consider my classic type. Mm-hmm. But there's a chemistry between us. Like, we are, we are attached at the hip, like, literally all the time. We're like, we need to sit closer. Yeah, when we sat down to record, we had you part, and you're like, this ain't gonna work. We need to sit closer. <laughs> we need to sit closer. <laughs> well, because there's this weird, it's like I'm attached to the belly button to him by this, like, invisible rubber band. <laughs> and the longer we're apart, the more it pulls me until I, like, touch him again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's just, the only time that I can, like, not, it doesn't bother me is, like, when he's at work or sometime when I know he's not gonna be there. But if we're in proximity to each other, it's like we're magnets. Like, from the front, you repel me, but from the back, you attract me. <laughs> you don't repair me from the rep- front. That was just a, that was that just was a just bad joke. science joke. <laughs> uh, so, kind of standing on that, you've got a hoop around your neck, Rain. A hoop. A hoop. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> yes, big. it's a collar. <laughs> a, a collar. Yeah. Now, is this a, a, a DS collar? Tell us yes. about that. Uh, this is a, uh, an eternity collar that's locked on 24-7. Uh, I've been wearing it for just over 10 years now. Yeah. Um, it has come off my body twice. 
in those 10 years? <laughs> when I'm, no, three times. Three times. Because for the um, Star Wars photo mm-hmm. shoot, yeah. it came, we put it, it came off, and that was very traumatizing for him. Because we <laughs> needed it for the shoot, and, but it had to go on somebody else, and he was like, like the whole time he felt naked. <laughs> I did feel back. naked. I wouldn't say traumatized, but I did feel naked. He did not <laughs> like it. He did not like it at all, even though the pictures are very, very hot. Yeah. Um, and then the second and third time is uh, once a year um, we go to this event and I submit for him and I am Reigns Kajira. It's a, a Gorian type based, uh, like Ren Fair meets Kinky situation. Um, and I've got like a whole Panther backstory. And, but so basically it's a, a weekend where I serve him and I get to be reminded of how many bags I actually pack and, you know. Little things like that that most dominants don't ever realize. <laughs> but the, I mean, as I'm sure you're aware in the lifestyle, the a collar is essentially a, a, a sign ring. of ownership. I mean, it's a, it's the vanilla equivalent of a wedding ring, yeah. um, and so it's uh, one of the four rings that I wear for my mistress. Yeah, one, two, three, four, bing, bing. <laughs> <laughs> what are the other three? Nipples and cock ring. Is that what? Yeah. Okay. And his nipples and his cock were both like his nipples were in a full on scene. When he got him pierced, mm-hmm. um, and that was fun because the piercer had to take him in another room where I wasn't around, and had to talk to him and make sure that he had full consent that yep. I wasn't like forcing him to do this. I, I thought it was kind of funny at the time, but I also respected the hell out of him for doing it. Yeah, you know, because he's about to pierce somebody that's going to be restrained and can't do anything about it. So just the yeah. fact that beforehand he wanted to make sure he had consent you yeah. know <laughs> that, that's a big thing so and with this cock um he came to me and he said i want to get my cock pierced because i feel like it'd be really cool sensation and i'm about it um but i'm really fucking scared <laughs> like he was like <laughs> like i'm scared of it and so i was like so you want to get your, your cock pierced and he's like yeah Especially after the nipples, because I'm like, I know how much it hurts now. Yeah, yeah. He, he <laughs> People has, that tell you it doesn't hurt, they're lying. They're lying. I've had my nipples pierced, and they migrated out, and I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> Never again. I had it done in a similar type scene situation, and they pierced it when I had an orgasm. And my body was so mad at me, he refused to get off for six weeks. So oh. fuck that. Never again. But with rain, mutiny. It was pissed. <laughs> it was so pissed. Every time she got close, her body was like, no, no what are you going to do to me? No. It says, fuck you. No. So with rain, I basically, we had a piercer friend, and I set it up. I was like, hey, he wants to get his cock pierced, but he's scared. So I'm going to tell him that he's getting his belly button pierced. Like me and him and a group full of friends, like uh, we're all belly dancers. We're all going to go get our belly button pierced together. Like this is what he thinks is going down. But I have already set it up with the piercer and the piercer's assistant that were piercing his cock. Well, the assistant wasn't quite in on yeah, it. Yeah, she didn't. That's how he found out. <laughs> like 10 minutes before it's about to happen, he's looking at the wrong jewelry. And she's like, no, no, the jewelry you need is over oh, here. <laughs> so the rain comes up to me. He's like, are you mad at me? <laughs> I said, no, this is what you asked. Because we have consensual non-consent. And for people that don't understand what that means... Um, it's basically for our one year anniversary, Rain gave me his safe words. Like, he's like, we're together. We're going to be together forever. You know, my body, you know, when I've had enough, I trust you not to like abuse me, um, or harm me. Like I heard him, but I don't abuse him or harm him. Um, and so he does have an emotional safe word. Like if he needs to talk to me as a person, you know, on the same level, in an emotional way and not get in trouble 
Like, because submissives don't want to upset their dominant. But sometimes they got to tell him shit they don't want to hear. And so this allows him to tell me that without fear of me being, like, punishing him for it. Because it's basically just taking him out of that DS space for a moment so we can fix whatever normal, you know, being in a relationship problem we might have. Um, Because we have to have those problems, too, on top of sometimes the DS situation's not working. We have to change protocol. And he needs to be able to speak freely to me without worrying that he's I'm going to get butt hurt as a top <laughs> or as his mistress. Um, what were you talking about? My brain just went somewhere else. Uh, we started on uh, talking about the collars. The collar, yeah. yeah. The collar. So, so, so basically, they go in, and right before he finds out he's going to get his dick pierced, right? Oh, yeah, the piercing. The mm-hmm. dick piercing. So then he's like, are you mad at me? Do you, are, are, you, are you pissed? And I was like, no, this is what you wanted. You know, we have consensual non-consent. So that means, like, I get to make that choice for you, and you can you get to do it, you know? Um, he was so scared. His dick fucking crawled up in his fucking <laughs> belly. I swear, it was like a button. It was, like, so small. I've never like, seen like it. A tur- like a turtle head. It did. So it was so That's sm- shocking. I've seen your dick. It's, right. It's, it's, it's huge. Yeah. It's like a fucking baby arm holding an apple. But it no, it was up in there. It was like so scared. I saw him fuck a tuba once. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, don't talk about my vagina like that. Um, so then um, the guy just—he's never seen Rain's dick before, so he thinks he has this little tiny, you know, baby dick, little you know, big dick. Yeah, this is the worst part of it. This is the worst part of it. Um, so they pierce it with this tiny little ring. So then when he relaxes, it kind of you know expands back out and it, it was, rips. It was a half inch, oh, no. twenty-four gauge, like real. Little little tiny ring, because, I mean, that was the size. Yeah, when he pierced <laughs> it, it was the, the tiniest little button I'd ever seen. Like, I was like, wow. I, mean, I, I can't blame it. I, my would be my and my dick would be scared in that yeah, situation. Yeah, he was totally fucking scared. Yeah. So then we had to go back, like, two days later, because he wouldn't stop bleeding, because it had ripped. Like, Cause he was would, on his it, period. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I had a seven-day period. Yeah. yeah, he had to, like, wrap it up with gauze, and then we had to, like, tape a condom on it. And he had to, like, wear that to work because he was just, like, bleeding. So we finally went back to the piercer, which we were friends with. Mm-hmm. And uh, he changed. So, like, two days after he gets pierced, it's all pissed off. Mm-hmm. Like, so angry. And he's like, wow, yeah, man. That you, yeah, you need a bigger ring. <laughs> <laughs> and so then they have to change it out. And it's, it is not a happy experience. Um, but worked out much better. <laughs> it worked out much better. Yeah, so, um, and then he bought me a Hitachi for being <laughs> such a sweet. wonderful owner because he wasn't going to be able to fuck me for six weeks. <laughs> so was, it was a win-win for me. Oh yeah. I've never heard anyone complain about the Hitachi. Those nah, are, those dude. Magical little machines. Yeah. I got to have something yeah, that plugs she, into the wall. <laughs> she especially likes the, the new one that's, uh, that we got. It's one of the, um, the Levin's toys. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the, the little Bluetooth ones that you can control from your phone. Yeah, yeah. those, those uh, make road trips the, a lot. Yeah. A lot. But, man, Especially when you sync it to the car stereo. You like the music in the, yeah, and the music in the car. That's nice. Because we like to do overnight trips, so like nobody else is on the road. You know, and I'm in the passenger seat. I ain't doing anything anyway. I love driving at night. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we have anywhere between like 12 and 23 hour trips. Like, because we're road trips. Because we like to take stuff that you just can't get through TSA. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Yeah, we're much more about driving than flying. Yeah, you know, we'll you know. see you in a day and a half, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, we need to go to uh, Atlanta, going to New York, going to California. Yeah, we're driving. We're yeah. driving. Most of what I know about you doesn't fit TSA. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I have flown before, and they searched my bag. They searched my boots. Like, I had to get a pat down by this really hot cop. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I've got to do this. And I'm like, oh, no, baby, you're just doing your job. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to my spank bank. Because, <laughs> I mean. You're, you're like pointing out, like, you missed this hip. You got to get back over. <laughs> I'm like, well, my boobs are so big that there's no way you can do, like, the pat down without, like, grabbing some side tit. Like, there's yeah. just no way. So, like, like, and I mean, she gave me the look. I mean, she was having a good time, too. I probably perked up her day. <laughs> I did pack my own bags. I didn't pack my own bra. You might want to check. Yeah. Well, they put me in that little scanner thing first so they can yeah. see all my weird shit going on. They're like, mm, I kind of want to put rain through one of those with the dildo in just to see if they would like. Because, you know, the person operating it's like. That guy's good. Because they see the little <laughs> nipple rings and everything like, mm-hmm. For all we know, he's sitting in that fucking booth with a dildo in his ass. <laughs> right? Because normal people are just people you don't fucking know very well. Because yeah. everybody's got a, you know, some that rings their bell. Just most people, it's like hugging and kissing. So we don't consider that a fetish because it's quote unquote normal. Yeah. Everybody doing it. Yeah. Uh, is there a scene that stands out as being like really hot? Is it, you got something that's really in your go-to spank bank? Uh, which, which year? What what yeah. fetish? Uh, well, for me, for me, for puppy play, I have this like, yeah. Yeah, this one is. I mean, I literally masturbated it today to it, you know. Um, and it's been quite a few years, but uh, we had this other puppy friend um, that would come play with us, and we were at this party, and it was a big open backyard, and I took my panties off and was playing fetch with my panties, and and they would fight over it. They, you know, I mean, I wasn't getting these fucking panties back. I don't care. Um, but they'd bring them back to me, and whoever brought them back to me got to eat my pussy. And then they were both eating my pussy, and then I'd throw the panties, and they'd go get the panties, and they'd fight over it. And then they'd come back, and they'd eat my pussy. And Man, if you haven't had two people eat your pussy at the same time, I highly fucking recommend it. <laughs> and fighting over your panties. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, oh. so still to this day, that's, like, one of the hottest, like, puppy scenes for me personally that i jerk off to so what about you oh man that that's th- th- we've had a lot of hot scenes well there was that one where like, i tied you up in the what is that like the stable washroom mm-hmm. at yeah. ponies yeah after uh and then that was like critters critters is uh, put on by the same people but they don't have all the events you just kind of get to go around and have sex and be weird and kinky <laughs> the space is available for whatever you would like uh, that's a good phrase yeah <laughs> Is Sorry, that also in New Orleans? Well, it's, it's the, like an it's hour like, out. Okay. It's the same event. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. at the same space. It's just ponies mm-hmm. is more like um, structured. Structured, and it's like they've got events and you're like things are happening all the time. Where like critters is more like you go and camp and hang out with other kinky people and kink just kind of happens. King just kind of happened. King just kind of happened. At least around <laughs> us. Like, people have told us, they're like, man, if even Rain are involved, you might as well just expect some kink. Because that's us 24 7. As long as we're not in a vanilla situation around mm-hmm. like children or uptight people or, yeah. you know. What about your hot scenes, Rain? Oh, um, so like the one she was saying is uh, we, we were doing some pony play out of that event and they've got these um, stables and like a little uh, pony wash set up. And, you know, you don't want to ride your horse and put it away wet. So she uh, she took me over and kind of chained me up and uh, hosed me down and... Washed you in various places. 
Which I have a grooming thing. I like to be washed. I like to have like wash other people. I like to be dressed. Like go into the tailor, especially if the tailor's like really hot. I'm like, oh god, lost. <laughs> Anything that you know, like some kind of Victorian person might have done to them, like in a dressed up kind of fashion. I'm like about so. So he's all tied up, and I'm like washing him and being <laughs> mean to him and blowing him and <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about bloopers? You ever like fall down when you're horse and ever have, uh, we, have something just absolutely silly happen in a scene? Oh, that happens all That's the time. That's all we, the time. We, we for, ha, we've had the fortune of not having uh, any, you know, On too much in the way boomers. of mishaps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no injuries or anything of that nature. But um, yeah. But, I, I mean, mean, he got it in my eye a lot <laughs> and on my nose. Um, I don't think pink eye counts as an injury. That was from getting cum in your eye and having lake water mix at the same time. Oh, cum and lake water, the yeah. deadly combination. It was funny because we went to the doctor and it's like, so my husband was like jerking off and we were both blowing my husband and he, uh, my husband got off and it got in his eye, but then we'd also been at the lake that day. So like the next day, Rain's eyes all swollen <laughs> up. It's like so pissed. And we're like, so we go to the doctor and the do- we're like, it's lake water. <laughs> the doctor's like, really? <laughs> so yeah. Your 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 lake water uh, has a high sperm count. That's yeah. <laughs> so that was not a good time. And I mean, it wasn't my eye that time. Yeah. But uh, now you talked at least when you started, you made your own gear. Are you? Do you still make your own gear? Yeah. Um, I, I like to make a variety of pieces when I have the time. Uh, I like to dabble in uh, leather. Um, when it's more cost effective mm-hmm. to make it yeah. versus like, because sometimes you just see something really beautiful and you know that it's got like 50 hours of like labor in it. Mm-hmm. That, and by the time you buy the materials and they, you know, maybe they have a machine that allows them to like sew leather or something, you know, something that gives it that little bit of edge, then it's worth paying for because you're exchanging your time and your effort for their time and their labor, you know, like for their money, uh, for your money, I mean. Um, But if it's more cost effective for us to, because I'm a crafty bitch, so if it's more cost effective for us to make it, we'll make it. But if it's beautiful and already made for us and it's beyond our talents or skill or our means, then we'll probably purchase it. Uh, And then there's also modifying too, like- um, Yeah, we do a lot of modifying. A lot of- um, uh, horse tack, uh, like actual equestrian, you know, go to the, go to a saddle shop. Uh, you can find lots of interesting things there: bridles, bits, harnesses, uh, stirrups, saddles, all sorts of things that can be, you know, with a little bit of modification made for human use. Right. Um, and also uh, finding, uh, you can take belts. Uh, you you know, make make a harness out of uh, some studded leather belts. Um, mm. I've got a friend that uh, made a beautiful pair of uh, satyr boots. Uh, he he wore a satyr costume one year, uh, and it, they're essentially. I mean, you know, a satyr. They've got like the you know the lower half of a what is it a um, goat? Goat? Yeah, yes, they're goat like goat legs. Okay. So it's essentially a hoof boot. Um, it was a big wooden platform with a fur upper, um, beautifully crafted. He did a wonderful job. He wore it for the one costume and didn't want it anymore. Well, and they're <laughs> wow. really really and heavy. they're really uncomfortable and hard to walk in. So but he they're was beautiful. Like, <laughs> he they're was beautiful. like, you know, I I think you might want these more than I do. And I was like. I do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uncomfortable and hard to walk yep. in. That's exactly what you're looking for. Yep. <laughs> and beautiful. And, and with just a little, you know, a few little modifications to kind of make it more uh, pony in my style, uh, that they're one of my favorite pairs of hoof boots now. 
Oh, and like uh, there's like a I don't want to say generic, but kind of a, a leather um, horse mask that's online. Mm-hmm. It's usually around thirty bucks. It's kind of built off of a masquerade style mask that just has like a pony face coming off of it. Yeah. Uh, and that I that's I still wear that one pretty often. And it, it was like a, I think twenty dollars off of yeah. some online it wasn't store. it wasn't more yeah. than thirty. Yeah. And the great thing about that is it's very basic, so you can like add rivets mm-hmm. or earrings. You can or, easily modify it, customize yeah. it. And the, the reason I like it so much is because it, it's it's very open. I mean, it's essentially like an eye mask, but yet it still leaves – it's not really hot. You know, a lot of the pony masks are very uh, cumbersome, and they, they get very hot, especially once you get running around. Um, and the, the mouth part is uh, open, so I can use my, my preferred bits because uh, a lot of the other uh, pony masks and bridles, uh, they either have a built bit, bit, a bit built into them or you can't use one with it. Uh, so that kind of makes it challenging yeah. sometimes. And his mouth is accessible for other things. <laughs> you know. For the, fighting over your panties. And yeah. Your yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Mm. Uh, oh, my God. Sorry. I, I drifted off there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when you're looking for a bit, what, what characteristics are you looking for? Uh, depends on what you want to use it for. Um, if you're... Uh, wanting it for a heavy feeling of control and maybe using it for pictures, you know, a good sturdy, uh, like a, a linked metal bit. Uh, now, that's not the kind of bit I would use for running around or if we're going to be doing some raining, uh, some or... raining or some like blindfolded play, you want, uh, you know, more of a solid uh, rubber bit, uh, something that's not going to hurt your teeth because that's definitely with the metal bits. You have to be very careful with them. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite ones is actually it, it is a metal bit. It's a, called a snaffle bit, which means it's like uh, linked in the middle, uh, but it actually has a big rubber uh, ball gag uh, built over it. So actually the uh, rubber is in my teeth, but yet it still has like the, the metal bit kind of going through the middle of it and clearly that one's made for a human yes like yeah. if you look up uh, yeah <laughs> i haven't seen too many horses wearing ball gag bits, <laughs> right, you know. right um don't kink shame them i'm not kink shaming them <laughs> did you know i'm always like do what makes you happy as long as you're not being an asshole to other people <laughs> like or infringing you know pushing your shit on other people that don't want it as long as it's consensual i'm all about like um informed con- enthusiastic informed enthusiastic consent which means like if someone i don't know comes up to me and is like you can do anything you want to me that is almost immediately a turnoff because i'm like my mind is immediately going to go to the meanest thing i can possibly think (laughs) based on what you're presenting to me and try to scare you the fuck off but if someone's like seen me play and i mean because we're we're fucking heavy (laughs) players like we have to when we go to a new dungeon we have to be like Let's go talk to the DM and let them know that we're heavy players because otherwise they'll interrupt our scene. It's happened. So like, if they've seen what you're capable of and they're still interested. Yes. And that that intrigues me because like the, when you know what you're getting into and you're about it, then it's like, hmm. But when someone just gives you like a blanket kind of permission, but they don't know what they're really signing into, it's almost like clicking the user agreement without reading it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that in a BDSM. Yeah, no, no, do not. Do not. <laughs> that is not a good. That's not. Doing that in the kink community can lead to some unfun situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do, do you have a specific breed? Is that something that happens in the pony community? Oh, uh, yeah, very much so. In the yeah. puppy community, yeah. it's like whatever you identify with personally or um, any kind of animal or yeah. mythical creature. Or mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be realistic. And, you know, there's people that are uh, minotaurs or pegasus or dragons or unicorns, you know. Uh, but the breed really comes down to uh, what appeals to you in an aesthetic appeal. Uh, maybe you like the you know characteristics of that breed, 
uh, you know, some are known for their aggressiveness or their loyalty or, um, you know, in the, the horse community, um, you know, there's Clydesdales, there's, um, you know, the, the gypsy the, vanner, the, uh, gypsy vanner, which that's is, what rain is. That, that's my preferred breed. And that's because, um, I am, th- there are several types of ponies in the pony community. Uh, there are, uh, workhorses, uh, there's, uh, dressage ponies or show ponies that like to, you know, be dress up all pretty and fancy and trot around and, but you know, they don't want to jump things or pull things necessarily. Well, I mean, you can be more than one. You, oh, you can definitely be more than you one. You can be all of them, yeah. all of every single one of them all at the same time, if you want. Uh, and there's, you know, the athletic ponies that love to run and jump all over the field. Uh, there, uh, circus ponies that likes to do, you know, tricks and perform. Um, and like I said, you know, it can be any or all of these. Yeah, you're only and limited so, by your imagination. And it, I, I was particularly drawn to the Gypsy Vanner because they were they they are workhorses, uh, which I identify with. Uh, they they were used a lot to pull wagons, especially for uh, nomadic uh, circus people. Which is what I am. Mm-hmm. So I identify with it. So. so so they they would pull their wagons, you know, work hard all day, and then uh, the next day they'd be performing tricks in the circus and. Yeah, they yeah. do it all. They're pretty. <laughs> they do the tricks. They do the work. I and mean, they, it's rain in a nutshell. Yeah, and they have a uh, a beautiful black and white coloring, and I'm colorblind, so that works for me. <laughs> yes. See, he was meant to be. See, I um, got him into puppy play, and he got me into pony play. Okay, that's a good like, exchange. Like mm-hmm. puppy play is way more natural to me. Like it just like I know how to like because you know, you've I, owned dogs. I've owned lots of dogs, mm-hmm. and although I was around horses when I was little. I have had very limited experience with them, you know, living in the city as an adult. Even though I'm sure people think of Oklahoma as like us just getting on the horse and going to the store. Or Dallas, man. That's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it happens. I'm not gonna act like it doesn't. Yeah. But yep. like but it's I mean, we do like, you know, have cars and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I get that question a lot when we travel. They're like, so like people still ride horses out there? <laughs> and I was like, for recreation. Yeah. I mean, that's what I ride rain for. <laughs> Save a horse, ride a pony boy. Yeah. You Did you have, were you around horses growing up, Rain? Uh, no, not really. What? So what kind of triggered you into getting into pony play? Where did that curiosity start? Um, I was just, like I said, I was kind of drawn to the aesthetic appeal of it. You know, they're very beautiful, majestic creatures. Um, I, I, I remember, um, you know, when I was a teenager and I, I would uh, do lawn work. Like, you know, I'm out there mowing the lawn. And I noticed, like, when I'm doing heavy, like, physical labor, like digging a hole, like moving things around, like I get into, like, this kind of um, almost like a, uh, a runner's headspace. Um, you know, when you're, you're straining your body, when you, you get those endorphins up and then you kind of get that runner's high going. Um, and that, that was actually kind of my, my first introduction into a pony headspace is, uh, being a work pony. Uh, and and even still to this day, when I do like heavy manual labor, that's pretty much always kind of where I go. Um, and then. I don't know, just reading stuff on the internet. And I remember porn. porn yeah. Porn. <laughs> porn. Uh, and I remember, you know, some of the first pictures I saw of like pony girls. And I was just like, wow. Wow. I like that. <laughs> he didn't know if he wanted to like be the handler, if he wanted to be the pony or. Yes. 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 All of these things. So when he starts pitching you pony play. Well, first of all, when we got together, I was already like a pro dom and in the lifestyle for, you know, Huh? How did I get here? Yeah, how did I get here? Oh, that's the story. So, like, basically, he'd kind of pitched pony play to me a couple times. And um, I kind of negotiated, like, well, if you do, like, 
puppy play, I'll do pony play. Because he'd never really owned a dog. It wasn't a hard sell. Yeah. <laughs> and, and once you find a, you know, a significant other that's like open to just about anything, like... That, I mean, you're free to explore each other without, like, the kink shaming that goes on there. Right. So, like, he already knew, like, he could ask me for just about anything other than the five don'ts, and I would be down for it. Um, now, Pony Play did have an element that, at first, I was kind of not very comfortable with because I didn't have an equestrian background. Like, I didn't know how many hands tall he was. <laughs> like, um, and, and there's, I put the bridle be, on backwards. It can be very <laughs> intimidating. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of gear. There's a lot of, like, oh, what, if I, what if I do it wrong? What if I hold the reins wrong? You yeah. Know, but, it, it's not about all that. It's about, you know, having fun. Yeah. He sold me with the kinky sex first. Like, we yep. did pony play <laughs> at home, like, kinky kind of stuff. Like, one day on a Tuesday, I'm, like, riding him, and he's, like, all in the pony gear, and I'm, like, smacking him with the crop. And I have this moment where I'm, like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, when did this become a normal motherfucking Tuesday? Which it kind of <laughs> is now. Yeah. I'm not bitching. <laughs> I was just kind of, like, having that moment where you have, like, self-reflection, and you're, like... Because honestly, if I popped back into time to my 18-year-old self, she would probably freak the fuck out because I, I was still struggling with, like, Jesus and science. So, like, and I knew I was always kind of sexually aggressive. Like, I never <laughs> waited. I never, I never fucked a guy that wasn't my boyfriend. I just changed boyfriends like most people change socks. <laughs> so, and then a little bit when I was a teenager, I was, like, kind of, like, fucking a group of boys, but not at the same time. It was like I hung around with all of them, and I'd be having sex with one of them. And then one day, I just would start having sex with the other one. And then they'd be like, oh, so now you're fucking her now? Okay. And then, like, a couple months later, I might go back and start. So it was, like, poly, but not, like, talked about or consent, like, consent in that kind of a way. It was just. A very teenager, uninformed form yeah, of poly. I think, <laughs> I, think, I think they were just happy to be getting some pussy. Oh, they were. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, I don't give a fuck if he's fucking it next week, if I get to fuck it this week. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, then, we'll all get a turn. It's fine. Yeah. And they did. Sharing is caring. <laughs> Sharing is caring. So, yeah, I was pretty, like, sexually free So when I was younger. Well, I'm still sexually free, but, like, I went conservative with fewer for... Partners. With fewer partners. Well, and when I uh, kind of went into mom mode, it was like I had to, like, tone that shit down for a minute. Because you've got to go to PTA meetings and yeah. Girl Scouts and... You don't do that with your puppy mask on or with or bring Rain with you? To no. This no. Um, we always had a really good cover. Rain was like my gay best friend. So, and like a lot of women have gay best friends yeah. for like emotional support because they're straight husband or whatever. You know what I mean? And that's a great cover if I accidentally show up and I still have my fingernails painted or, you know, makeup on or something. <laughs> or if he's like affectionate towards me because gay men mm -hmm. are usually very affectionate to their female friends and it's not necessarily sexual it's just like emotional support type deal so really i mean most people didn't question us because we kept that kind of lifestyle completely separate like uh, how eve was created was i had a friend that was a makeup artist and she was she lived here in tulsa and she moved back to atlanta and before she left she was like come over i'll dress you up and you know she's got all this crazy shit you know and so I go out um, over to her house, and she dresses me up, and we we're fucking ripped, man, because we were waiting on the taxi. This was so long ago there was taxis, guys. <laughs> was, there was no Uber. It was a fucking taxi, and we paid, like, an arm and a leg to get somewhere and not have to be sober. So, um, so we're waiting, and she's like, so what's your name? What Because we had decided we were going to dress up and go out and, like, flirt with men. 
and Scandalous. and women and, and women mm, <laughs> and we were going to give them like a fake name we were just going to have caution to the wind like she was moving so no like what we could literally go out and some guy would win the lottery with both of us and uh you'd never see them again you would never see them again um and so we're, we're, we're lit and she's like so what's your name and i was like jezebel like i don't know why but i really wanted to be named jezebel and she was like um, probably because I'd been shunned all my life being called a Jezebel and I wanted to take that power back <laughs> but uh, she goes how do you spell that <laughs> and I was like you know you probably should know how to spell your own name <laughs> and this is before you could like just google search that shit and be like this is how you spell it so I was like sitting there for a minute and I was like okay Eve and she's like Eve and I was like yeah it's E-V-E and no matter how drunk I am backwards it's E-V-E yeah. <laughs> like that's easier than getting on your 56k dial-up to ask Jeeves. Yeah, just, yeah. And so basically what happened is I went out that night and it was so liberating to not be attached to my vanilla persona that had to be a parent and had to be like responsible about what other people might see or think. I mean, I was wearing like a black wig and I left the house in very conservative brown clothes. And when I came home, I was going to seduce my husband. And I was like trying to like get up on him in the couch. And he was like, who are you? How did you get in here? I have a wife. Don't touch me. And I was like, honey, it's me. And he's like, how did you get in here? I have a wife. Don't touch me. And I was like, oh, baby, I had to take the wig off. And in that moment, I realized, oh, my God, like a true power because I could like leave the house dressed up in this black wig and throw this heavy makeup on and nobody would know who I was. And so I started going out to the clubs as Eve. And then eventually one day, like, all my friends knew me as Eve. Like, I just didn't have any vanilla friends anymore. <laughs> like, I created this alter ego that just kind of, like, took over every aspect of my life other than my children and my home life and, like, the vanilla aspect. And I loved it. <laughs> I, I just like the irony of uh, you started that to go out so nobody would recognize you and now that yeah now now you go out as your vanilla persona for nobody to recognize you right (laughs) if i go to the store and i don't have makeup on and i don't speak because my voice always gives it away but if i keep quiet and i don't have any makeup on and i have my hair pulled back i can literally walk past somebody that i've seen with like i've played with like they have sucked my strap on and they won't even know it's fucking me wow it's wonderful. <laughs> it's kind of scary, though. Like, one time it's I was Clark Kent. It is. It was kind of scary, though, because one time I went to the store, and I, was, I wasn't feeling very well, and I had to get, like, flu medicine. And I was standing there, and I just looked like a haggard mess, and I looked around in line, and I realized that I looked like everybody else. <laughs> and that kind of freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> so I was like, ooh, I don't want that. <laughs> so is that true for you, Rain, too? If you go out in your vanilla stuff, people... Yeah, like in his yeah. work work uniform, yeah, I, no one recognizes. I, him. I think, you know, I I don't do as much with the like makeup and wig and stuff, but I think that uh, my mannerisms and uh, my behavior is so different when I'm in my like vanilla work mode, re- as opposed to you know when I'm out and hanging with friends or something. And yeah, I've, I've uh, ran into people. I actually yeah. ran into you. <laughs> yeah, um, in our vanilla and, job. And uh, right? I don't know. that's fucking scary. Right. Huh? I think I, I saw you a couple of times uh, before you may have recognized me um, or you maybe you recognized me the first time. I don't know, but. It, uh, it may have been a couple of times. I think I only remember once. Yeah, so I, I, probably, I know, I, <laughs> I, I know I, I'd been there uh, about a week at that point. 
Okay. Uh, and I think I had seen you a couple of times. Well, I think the time that I remember seeing you, we had been at the dungeon that w- that mm-hmm. previous yep. weekend. Yep. And so you and I, am, I'm assuming your husband and Rain were having a threesome, and then my, my girlfriend and I were having sex on the other bed. Uh, and so mm-hmm. all of this was Was happening. that her husband? Yes. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know who your husband is, but I, there was another dude there, whoever that, he was. That's the, well, if we were actually having like actual sex, and yes. see, that's that's another thing. It really kind of depends on what you consider sex. If I'm fucking you with the strap on, I don't think you're having sex with me. I'm having sex with you. Okay. Like, I know that's a weird way to look at it. Yeah. But I think so. Like, we don't have any fluid bonding outside of our poly, but we have several. Like, uh, like our poly, the way our poly is set up is like I'm the son. And like Rain and Sven, Sven's my husband. Um, they're like planets that kind of rotate, and um, I'm I'm what I'm polysaturated at two. Like if we have another full time lover, the qual- the more lovers we add, the the my quality of my affection goes down. It just happens. That's just how it is. But we found that occasionally we can have a comet come through, and that comet can have its own like you know. Uh, coming through every couple of, you know, months or something, its own cycle. Um, but it can't be in the solar system all the time. <laughs> so, and that, and that's what works for us because like, um, if I get too, and, but we have tons of like rope bottoms and like people we play with for like demos. Um, I have a, a good friend that I care very much about that I fuck with a strap on pretty regularly in front of a room full of people until she squirts all over me. So, um, <laughs> but and we we're really good friends, but we're not. She's not in my poly bubble. Poly, polycule. My polycule. She has her own polycule. Yeah. So, do people at work know about your kink play? No. Uh, I'm very, like I said, I, I'm very um, normal. Uh, <laughs> then he I, resists the temptation that anytime they try to bait him, he just he's got this like professionalism, which I totally am about. Where he doesn't let them bait, he doesn't tell them anything about his personal life. Uh, there's actually been a couple of times where, like, something like so that I consider completely mundane comes out, or the and they'll or they'll I'll, I'll say like something will slip, and I'll they'll realize I'm into something, and they're like, "Oh, that's so weird," and I'm like, "You don't even know." <laughs> yeah. What was it? No. <laughs> One time, the your boss thought you were like a gothic belly dancer, oh, which is true. Okay. Yeah, but <laughs> I had this boss for one time. He was a very intuitive person. Uh, and I, I think he, he could see through the lines, you know, and uh, he called me a gothic belly dancing porn star. And I was like, I can't argue. Yeah, that's <laughs> almost pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> like, Especially at the time, because we yeah. were doing belly dance gigs. And, and yeah. yeah. And eyeliner gives you a plus two to the fuckability scale. <laughs> oh, it does. That's good information to have. Yeah. Everybody, all genders, all everything, two to the fuckability scale. Nice. Pirate outfit is a plus six <laughs> on my personal one, just so you know. Okay. All you pirates out there. Um, on our, fuckability scale. We <laughs> dude, and I got beer goggles, man. The more fucked up I get, the better everybody fucking looks. We all got those. Yeah. Uh, what about your Southern Baptist families? Do they know about all of this? So my family, all the adults know that I'm just fucking weird. Like um, They've known it for a while. They've been, yeah, <laughs> because I was always fucking weird. Like always, always. Um, that was no surprise to them. Like I showed up at a family reunion like ten years after they hadn't seen me, and there was uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but whips and chains excite me. Bumper sticker on my car, and on the side it said "Bitch Goddess," 
And my cousin came up to me and was like, that's your black card, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, how did you know? <laughs> so oh, the bitch got a sign on the side. And I said, oh, God, you got to see Sven driving it. It's fucking great. <laughs> uh, what about your family, Rain? Uh for the most part, no. I mean, the, 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 I there mean, are a few like they, they know a little bit immediate uh, people that know, but that's because we got outed. Mm-hmm. We got thrown under a bus, Ooh. and um, it actually kind of worked in our favor, mm-hmm. strangely, because we were well, very it, stressed at the fact that his parents were going to find out. And it's always a relief to kind of come out of the closet, even just a little bit. Yeah. And you know, I, I feel like um, while they they don't understand it, and I don't feel like they they will. Uh, but they've accepted it, uh, so that's definitely a step forward. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and and by accepted, I mean what they know they've accepted. <laughs> yeah. What happened right. was basically um, Rain writes like journals, like Live Journal, back when Live Journal was a thing. <laughs> yeah. And um, his sister-in-law wanted to have access to these, and we were like, no, no, you don't want access to these. And, and she was like, but I do because I'm worried about him. And so after. Well, and she also made a case of uh, she was interested in the lifestyle and wanted to like learn. And because I essentially like wrote a lot about like my experiences and, you know, things like that. She it was like, I don't know, it was the it was the angle she brought. And so we, we she wore us her, down. Yeah, she, she wore us down. So we allowed her access to it. And eventually against our better judgment, <laughs> eventually she uh, ended up. Uh, taking a bunch of them and showing them to my parents. Yeah. Wow. And it was and, a scene where I had had him tied up in a pool and I was like basically waterboarding him and like repeatedly drowning him. And they get a hose at the bottom of the pool and he's like tied up at the bottom of the pool. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, <laughs> as a parent, like even a right. kink friendly parent, you find out that someone that you don't know very much about has got your child tied up in bondage at the bottom of the swing pool, you know, breathing through a tube. Mm-hmm. It's going to shake you a little. Yeah. That's a bit much. Yeah. yeah. So when that came out, they basically called us on it, and uh, Rain just kind of was like, oh, by the way, um, I'm not only kinky, but I dress in women's clothing, and I'm, I'm bi, and I'm with her husband. Like He just like opened the whole fucking floodgates, yep. which kind of surprised me. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, Well, and, e- and even then, that was a trickle. I mean, I, yeah. you know, what, what I, I, I didn't hide anything. Uh, but I only like very briefly described things uh, and uh, we, we kind of uh, got to a point of if you ask a question, uh, I'll be like, do you really want to know the answer to yeah. that? Do you really want to know? And uh, usually they, they don't. <laughs> yeah, that that's yeah. a caution. Whenever yeah. I ask somebody and that's the response, do you mm-hmm. really want to know? It's like, I thought I did. Now yeah. I'm not so sure. Because yeah. <laughs> I told him I, I won't lie to you, you know, because I'm very open. I'm not ashamed of, you know, who I am or the things we do. Uh, but it's information that you may not want. Yeah. So. Like they they're small town minded. Like when they saw that his nails were painted black, they thought he was on drugs. Um, he his mother was very very like she cried herself to sleep for two weeks because they came into town unexpectedly and we had lunch with them and he was wearing like the big demonia boots and a kilt and he and his mother was like saw him in a skirt in her mind and. His father was like, don't you ever let your mother catch you in a skirt again. And it, it wasn't even a skirt. It was a kilt. Yeah. Now, but you can be caught in a skirt. But that wasn't it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, um, and, but they've gotten better, like, as they've gotten to know us. Luckily for me, when Rain was young, he printed out some erotic stories about bondage and kinky stuff. And he accidentally left it in the printer. So they know for a fact that he was like this. <laughs> 
And I think finally they've come to terms with the fact that he has found someone compatible with him. And that's not good. That's going to make him happy. Yeah. Like, but. And, and that's, that's really the kicker is, uh, you know, they, they've seen that I've been happy over the years and they've realized that, you know, there's more important things than the color of your hair. Yeah. Right? Or, you know, and. Uh, and Rain never rebelled. He was like such a perfect fucking kid. Like, and very, so very normal. So very smart. So very bright. Like, hope for humanity kind of shit. And then, and then all of a sudden they find out he's a pervert. <laughs> so it was, they had to process it for a little while. They were like, you can't sleep at the house together because she's married and that defiles God. And yeah. Oh, that defilement. Y'all defiled a lot of things. Yeah. Like, each other a lot. Yeah. Each other and other people that are with enthusiastic, informed consent. There we go. I love yeah. enthusiastic, informed consent. Yeah. Uh, that's sexy. That's why I love sluts. They're so enthusiastic. <laughs> and they're usually, because they've had so much practice, they're really good and they're informed about what the fuck they want. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, now, around Christmas time, I believe I saw some pictures of y'all out on the Guthrie Green. Is yes. That, okay. That's, the thing that's about that's great about Christmas is you can literally do pony play everywhere yep. as long as you dress like a reindeer. Yep. It's one of my favorite times of year to do pony play because you can go just about anywhere. Like, we'll, we'll go shopping at Target, and I'll have, like, little reindeer antlers on. And, it, you know, it's, it's and just... a fur jacket. You're just being festive. You're festive. Yeah. Yeah. You're not kinky. You're festive. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, last several years, um, around uh, Christmas time, you know, sometime in December, we've done a uh, kinky holidays photo shoot. Um, and we've done it in a couple of different places, but I think we, you know, we did the Guthrie Green one year. Yeah, um, I love and, the lights and then, down there. Uh, we just got all our friends together. We got all dressed up in, um, you know, cute little uh, Santa helpers outfits. Uh, we'll usually have a Santa. Um, I'm a, I, I love dressing as a reindeer because you know yeah, rain like a dirty a dirty santa <laughs> uh and then yeah we'll just take some fun pictures and then we go bar hopping all in our yeah we, we get the cart the cart that rain made me fits inside of a standard door so i can literally oh, take yeah. it to bars like i can make i can mm-hmm. roll into a bar <laughs> with my little like chariot <laughs> with my reindeer dressed as a fucking miss santa it's great i love it <laughs> and I, I think we love doing stuff like that because the mundane life gets to you, man. And you got to just get, you got to have that joy wherever you can get it. And so, Especially around the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> there's too much yeah. vanilla time that's just like, ugh. Yeah. You're like, please let me go somewhere I can express myself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what response do you get from the general public when you're out doing that? Oh, especially around Christmas? Oh, everybody loves yeah, it. Yeah, at Christmas, it's not yeah. even, like, a question. Like, no one's even, like, remo- because they're yeah. like, oh, you're fun. And it's it's kind of like when you dress in weird outfits around Halloween. Yeah. You know, yeah. people just assume it's for Halloween, even if it's not just for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. But, but there are those people that look at our costumes and they're like, clearly this is for more than Halloween. <laughs> because they're usually kinky, too, and they realize, like, you're not going to get a latex costume for just Halloween. Right. Like, <laughs> they uh, know what those cost. Right. Like, not yeah. <laughs> like, and if you can, I, I please come financially support me. <laughs> if you, Yeah, for sure. Even Rain will take sponsorships. Oh, I, I would love to find like a sugar daddy or shaker mama that wants to be like a fun traveling ex- partner, like companion. Like basically you got the funds and we have like the uh, secret handshake or the knock to get you into kinky weirdo stuff. <laughs> now, you know, y'all are pretty out and open. Oh, yeah. Whether it's Christmas or Halloween or no. any time of year. Do you have people that kind of come up to you and be like, I've never told anyone this, but you look like the people I can talk oh, to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I That starts a lot of conversations with us. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never told anybody. And I'm like, man, if you tell me something I've never heard, 
I'll, I'll be shocked, like for real, because it's almost like being a Catholic priest, like because I've just heard, heard so all. much stuff that if you tell me something I've never heard, I will probably want to try it. Like right. not necessarily with them, but like I'm like, ooh, the wheels are turning. You'll take some notes and like, yeah, oh shit, yeah, because it, the lifestyle is ever learning process. Like no matter how long you've been in there, you're gonna find someone that's perverted something that you've just never thought about. You're like, holy shit, I'm keeping my chopsticks now, or you know what I mean? <laughs> just like there's so many uses for things that. Vanilla people just don't see. Yeah. And one thing I, I say to a lot of people that that are kinky and love to dress up and are so worried about like you know going out in public, even and by a public I mean to bars, you know, go, going out in spaces that are more appropriate for gay it, bars are way more not, accepting. Not like you know going to the mall in fetish gear or something like that, but um, is you know th- there's always a chance that somebody's going to react negatively. And you have to take that in stride, but also think that for every one person that reacts negatively, there could be 20 other people that absolutely love it, as well as those two people who you just changed their life. Oh, right. Like someone's walking up to you, like we have people walk up to you and they come up to you so aggressively, you think that they're about to like tell you some shit, you know, and they come up and they're like, oh my God, I would do anything to be able to just be as free as you are and wear the things you wear. And I'm like, do it then, man, do it. Like especially when they, back. especially when they've got like a beautiful body, and they're like, "How do you wear something like that?" I could never. I'm like, "How do you not? Right. You would look amazing." <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, but, "Put but, some latex on that, baby." Wow. <laughs> but just seeing somebody else like expressing themselves and um, being accepted for it, it's just it, it can be mind blowing. Mm-hmm. You know, that that the, their whole worldview is shattered. They're like, "If you can do it, why can't I do it?" Yeah, it's like, why can't I? I've been accused of like turning people kinky, and I'm like, "No, no, no." I don't create the monster. I just unlock its cage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's what it is. When you fall into a group of people that you vibe with and there's no judgment, because you can't go to a vanilla person and be like, oh man, I got the shit choked out of me last night. I was like three seconds from coming, but two seconds from passing out. He had to slap me just to keep me conscious. You say some shit like that to a vanilla person, they're going to be like, oh my God, do I need to call DVIS for you? <laughs> Whereas you say that to a kinky person, they're like, and then what happened? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. That's the foreplay. That's the foreplay. Uh, Now, if somebody's listening and they're interested in pony play or puppy play, uh, or maybe some other kinks, but. Or kink in general. Kink in general, and they don't know how to get involved. What, what. What advice do you have? Fet life. Uh, fet life. Also, so much also, fat life. Also, there's a, a lot of social media uh, now. Like, um, I know, like, on Facebook, I'm in all sorts of, uh, like, local as well as, like, nationwide um, uh, puppy groups and pony groups. And it's a great way for like-minded people to find each other, even if – because that, that's the thing with a lot of uh, pet players is – we're kind of few and far between, you know, especially here in this part of the, the nation. Well, publicly. Publicly. Right. Publicly, because like, there's a whole lot of puppies in the gay scene. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, and, there, and there's a lot of people that, you know, are interested in it, but they don't do anything at all publicly. Um, but, you know, finding the, those other people that are out or, you know, even kind of enjoy it in the same way you do, social media is a great outlet for that. Mm. Uh, you can find, you know, local groups as well as find like-minded people in all sorts of place. Um, and then, like she mentioned, Fet Life. There's yeah. also some very which uh, is Fet Life, like F E T, like half a fetish, like F E T Life, like L I F E dot com, and it's uh, free. It's kind of like Kinky Facebook, and it has lots of groups and different fetishes that you can mm-hmm. like tune in with other people that are like that. It's totally acceptable to go in there and not have a face pic. Mm-hmm. I would always suggest to someone new to pick a scene name. Don't use your yep. real name. 
because that shit will come back to bite you in the ass. You'll lose your really nice job because they found out you're kinky because they did a Google search. Um, and then you can be unsure. You can not have pictures of your face. I mean, it's totally whatever you're comfortable with or evolving. Like maybe you don't know what you are. Um, uh, there's also some really great uh, informative websites. Um, one of the ones that I used a long time ago that I believe is still active is uh, cpony.com. That's uh, C is in the letter C, uh, pony.com. Um, and he was a pony, one of the early kind of uh, pioneer ponies uh, that you know really kind of put a lot of information out there and a lot of pictures and was an active player like way back in the day. Uh, but his, his website is full of all sorts of um, information about how to get started, um, uh, what what all the basics are, you know, uh, a lot of good information for somebody that's wanting to get into it. Nice. Uh, and also, I will, I'll add this to the Fet Life. I see several people that are from Antarctica. Like, if you're concerned <laughs> that people are going to find you in your hometown, you don't have to be yeah. from your hometown. I, I want to go to Antarctica because right. there's a lot of kinky fuckers right. in Antarctica. Yeah, the kinkiest <laughs> fuckers. Those penguins are up to some goddamn shit. Yeah, I mean, clearly that's all they got going on up there is <laughs> fucking sex raves. Yeah, because that, that's a – yeah, and just like if you don't want to list your current location – the only thing is um, a great feature of FetLife is when you travel, if you change your location to a place that you're traveling in, it'll show you all the parties in the event for a 100-mile radius. Whereas if you just search for the town, then it'll only show you those events in that town. So I'm always changing my location when we travel. Like we're about to go to El Paso, and I'm going to. I'm going to make some new friends down there. Do you have some events lined up in El Paso? No, uh, Mr. Krabs, Rain's boss, is going to okay. pay him to go down for uh, some training, like he's training other people. And uh, I get to go as long as I don't incur any extra costs on their end, which is awesome. Yeah, that's great. And uh, Eve is very much of a, a nomad. She loves to travel. She's a wonderer. I do. I have a gypsy spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do you have anything you can promote? Are you doing any demos or anything that you want people to know well, about? Well, I'm about to do a <clears throat> a private femdom party oh. October 9th at the 13th floor. It's very selective, but if there's some uh, submissive male out there that's into that, like he's welcome to contact me on FetLife. Um, I'm Mistress Eve 69, 69, because that's the way I get off the most. Um, and uh, Rain, what's your FetLife? Pet Rain. I know it's so hard. Then um, you're welcome to like come perv on my thousands of pictures and uh, so many pictures. So, oh my God. Well, because one of my personal kinks is the idea that some, even if I'm not attracted to them, like someone jerking off to me, that's hot. Yeah, that gives me the the lady boner. Uh, we are also in uh, the process of developing a new website. Yes, oh. with all the because now that uh, my minions are adults, I can do porn. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have to keep an eye out. Yeah, for that. Uh, we've actually had several opportunities to do um, uh, TV shows or various other things that have been interested, uh, but because of the you know worrying about her um, uh, her children and how would it affect them? Well, yeah, like the long term, like. But now they're all grown up. Mm -hmm. We recently had the conversation of. When can mommy start being a, a perv full-time and <laughs> not wreck your lives? <laughs> and, like, and they're like, oh, mom, we're grown. We're good. You did your job. 
And I was like, good. <laughs> well done. I'm going to go be a fucking freak. <laughs> <laughs> You've earned it. Yeah. <laughs> at least, at least in, I'll probably chill the fuck out a little bit when I become a grandparent, but yeah. I got a little time for that. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. Disco Granny. <laughs> disco Granny. Yeah, that, I'm going to be DG, which stands for Disco Granny. Disco Granny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I've got a little bit of porn to promote because OnlyFans is popping off. I've got mine. It's knob underscore Sterling. You can find uh, some <laughs> porn parodies uh, and some me and some. Uh, I love me some porn dude, parodies. I, I got some good ones coming up. <laughs> What's uh, a couple of them? Uh, the one that I'm, I'm working on right now that's coming out soon is uh, the so it's, it's monologues, right? It's movie monologues. It's the lust is good monologue from Horton Gecko. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So I've got that coming out. I love I love hot scenes and comedy. See, that's what I'm trying to get to, man. Because yeah. I, I want I found some like porn parodies that from like major porn productions. It's like the comedy is shit. The sex is lame. Like we can do so much better. Society yeah. deserves quality <laughs> porn parodies. I agree. I agree, man. It's hard for me to find porn that I'm into because right? I'm into a lot of kinks that have other kinks associated to them, and I'm not into those associated kinks. Yeah, like I'm into cuckling. And I want, you know, a, a guy to eat another guy's come out of my pussy, but not because they're an inferior man, because I don't have sex with inferior men, but because they love that pussy so much that they would eat another man's come out of it. Oh, so it's the same fetish, but from a different perspective. So a lot of times when I'm watching porn, I can't listen to the dialogue yeah. because the dialogue doesn't suit my fetish, but the action does. So I, Rain and I have talked about doing porn from quite some time because we both have like very kinky taste that the uh, Google search just doesn't <laughs> quite get. Man, it takes me a long time to search for that perfect clip <laughs> to like get off on. I've been there. Yeah, just a minute. <laughs> now, if you don't want comedy with your OnlyFans porn, you can check out another friend of ours at Candy Crushes. She is Candy B. At Candy Crushes uh, has her OnlyFans up and going. It's free to subscribe. You just pay for some of her content, so that's yeah. really cool. Uh, and she's not a sex worker. I've promoted a lot of like strippers, club strippers, burlesque strippers that have their own fans. This is just a girl that just wants to show you her pussy, ah. and you can well, go see it. And we're both sex workers. Like um, I'm a pro dom. Like I do pro dom sessions. I'm very select about my clientele. I have to like, I've done so much that I got burned out for a while because uh, when I had my dungeon, I had to beat ass from like 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. in hour slots. I mean, it was great for the practice because I got so many people. And I that's when I realized that between that and phone sex, that normal people are just people you don't know very well. Like, because most people got a kink for something. Um, but now, because of that burnout, I, I pretty much already got to like you. And, like, the money's just a bonus. Like, the money won't keep me. Like, if I don't have fun with you or if, yeah. like, our kinks don't want, I'll just refer. Like, I have a, basically a female femdom network that uh, or female presenting not all of them are genetic females um they that basically they if they don't work for me or if i get like i have one if, right if now they don't click with you yeah if they don't click with me like i have one right now that is very heavily into like he's a cigarette fetish person and i i smoke cannabis but his job doesn't allow him like he, they do hair tests Ooh. so he cannot even be around me smoking marijuana so I'm in search for him because he's a really good guy. Um, I'm in search of a mistress for him that likes furs and likes smoking because that's his jam. But it doesn't particularly like I like furs and I like smoking, but I like smoking marijuana. Yeah. And that doesn't work for him. Right. So, but I want to help him find his people because he's been a really cool dude. Okay, so. and I'm sure that he will. 
Uh, one last thing, if, if a vanilla thing we can plug, our good friend Michael Patton, who's been on the show before, uh, he's promoting a stand-up comedy show, Laugh Liberally, happening October 12th at the Looney Bin Comedy Club right here in Tulsa. So go to looneybin.com, get more information on Laugh Liberally, happening October 12th. This has been one hell of an episode. Hi. We've And if you wear a butt plug or a uh, plug in your vagina, every time you laugh, it'll be just that much more fun. <laughs> up your game. Up, up your, your game. The enjoyment of your comedic experience. Yeah. With toys oh, in your and like some nipple <laughs> nipple clamps. Like, oh man, you don't even realize how much you chuckle. So you got some nipple clamps on and a and a plug in some of your all of your holes. All your holes. I yeah. mean, yeah. If you're lucky enough to have more than one, plug them all up. No hole left behind. No. And if you've got a friend that can get one of those uh, things that they can control the vibration oh, of yeah. your phone, fucking a man. See, we've got we've got several toys that does that, and they all link together, and they link with the um, love scent. Like yeah. they make them all. But uh, my personal favorite is the syncing it with the music. Because then you're being fucked by the music. Ooh, maybe you could sync it up with the laughter in the room. So everybody, somebody gets a really good <laughs> oh joke and vibrates yeah, really like, hard. Yep, yep. There we go. See, there See, you we, go. We got ideas. That would work really well. Now we're good. Well, Eve, Rain, thank you so much for coming. Oh, you're this has welcome. Been a great Thanks for having us. It was fun. And if you have any questions for them, uh, you can find them on FetLife. You can yeah. hit and. Uh, oh, and we're on uh, Instagram, but that's more of like our weirdo content, but not necessarily our kinky content. Yeah. And that's kind of our uh, travel blog, like when we. We do go around and do weird, funny things like go explore the Garden of the Gods dressed as a puppy, you know. Yeah, nice. and that's Eve underscore and spelt out and then underscore rain. And rain is uh, R-A-Y-N-E, like blood rain, the game. Cool. Well, all right. Well, thank you all so much for coming. Yes. I just have mm. one last thing I'd like to say. Oh. Oh. I can't help it every time he sets up a howl. He knows it. Well, you're in the pack. You have to yeah. howl with your pack. Man, I've lost my voice at furry conventions. <laughs> just like howling. Like you set off a fucking howl and just woo. We love you very much. Much love, people. Eve Rain, we love you. Thank you. My name's Tom King, and this has been Digital Intercourse. <laughs>